All right, welcome to Monday, August the 29th, 2022 edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Cranking it up. First hour, we got a great bit of information. I hope we can get to it all. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Vliet joins us, and she's done amazing work. She's got a foundation I want you to know about. Uh, there are some updates about the, the sincere, no, not sincere, severe, significant violations by our governmental and middle, military agencies and entities regarding mass forced jabination. I just made that word up because I, I don't call them vaccinations or jabs. We'll get to that. All right. We also have our two guy. He's a busy guy, doctor. Well, I say not doctor. He, Ernest. No, it's Ernest. Uh, justice for Ernesto, his son, who passed away after getting one of the COVID jabs. He's scrambling around. He's been invited to speak at an overseas event. He doesn't have a passport. So we may get him on the tail end of hour two. Uh, but uh, we get Ernest Ramirez. Hopefully he'll show up today. If not, we got plenty of stories, plenty of questions of the day, comments of the day. Sign up for email alerts by texting RSB to 22828. That's our newsletter, RSB to 22828. And let's get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, let's crank up this uh, broadcast right about now. I want to welcome you to our uh, well. Our broadcast week technically begins on Sundays, where we're syndicated on radio on GCN. As I've been, well, it's our twenty third year of doing radio, but of course, eventually expanded into the online world as well. So we have our feet, toes, wherever in both places. So wherever you get us, it's not a problem. And I'm grateful if you can listen live. We get we get reports from more people that are listening whenever from around the world that stun me. Honestly, it's stunning. And uh, Super Don will, will share some of those comments from you later on in the program. Uh, our second hour, of course, on Mondays are a simulcast on Brideon, Brideon.tv. And that's coming up. That changes the uh, sequencing just a little bit, but not so much that you'll you'll be too concerned about it. So uh, let's kick this into gear. We had our AMA this last Saturday, and it was an amazing event on Zoom where I get to see y'all, even folks from England and Scotland <laughs> joining us live through Zoom, which is great. So if you're a Patreon supporter, you know who you are and you missed it. The videos should be up. Super Don, did you put the video up already? Is available? We got a new technique through Vimeo to do that. Yes, yes. No. It's already yes. up. It is fantastic. Well, thank you for that. And it, uh, is. it, it, <clears throat> and it was also, really good. I, I went what? through there just to let you know, I went through and kind of updated and reorganized things there on Patreon. Yeah. I thought maybe later on in the show. Okay. Um, I'll give people just kind of like a little, little walkthrough so they can see what it is they're missing out on. Oh yeah. That'd be great. And I understand there might be some new patrons joining us today. So, uh. Yeah, over the weekend, I uh, want to say welcome to uh, Becky Leonard and Lawrence <clears throat> Devine. Okay. Becky Leonard, Lawrence Devine, two new patri- patrons yeah. of the Robert Scott Bell Show. They will be able to get access to everything that we've got on Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll be showing you later. And they'll be able to attend the next AMA, which we haven't set a date for yet, but it'll be no. sometime next month. All right. Well, thank you, Super D, for giving us the update on that. Uh, first story up, and uh, we have uh, Dr. Elizabeth Lee Vliet joining us shortly. I just want to give you an opening uh, story here about the guy who shall not be named. The F-bomb that we have to say from once, once in a while when we acknowledge the news cycle. Because F, what it was the F-bomb? It's uh, Fauci. Yeah, I know. Hashtag yuck, Fauci. Uh, but uh, it's an interesting article from unheard.com. And the headline reads, it's an analysis by Ashley Reinsberg. And it says how Dick Cheney created Anthony Fauci. 
America's biodefense strategy has finally backfired. Look, I'll argue that he was a, a, a monster long before Fauci came along, but it is a, a fascinating read to help you understand how his role at NIH, which was just one of many, became this like, well, if it's not an emperor, it certainly was the gatekeeper to grants and, and you know what would be allowed to be studied through NIAID. He was controlling all of those funds for, for many years. Now, he should have been canned, and I would say it in a bad way, but we got kids in the audience. You know what canned uh, the moment he screwed up so horribly on uh, the AIDS drug known as AZT, AZT, which was a toxic uh, chemotherapy agent that was so, so toxic and so poisonous to patients that had cancer that, yeah, we know that most chemo, unfortunately, is more deadly or as deadly as the cancer it's being given for. But this AZT was so bad, they just had to pull it. It's like, dude, we can't. We can't, this can't be given. And they brought it off of mouth mothballs and repurposed it for people with no immune system, collapsing immune system. Brilliant, right? But the community that was most profoundly affected by what we call AIDS or uh, acquired immune deficiency syndrome begged, begged to be poisoned to death. That's the, you know, the, some of the untold stories of those years that, you know, it was like, let's blame Reagan. He hates gay people. He doesn't want our drugs to come out. And basically they beg to be killed. Now they may not be consciously aware of what they beg to be done, like shortcut, get drugs back out, repurpose old drugs for this thing that was not caused by a retrovirus. HIV was not the cause, never has been the cause of AIDS. It still isn't. But that devastating chemo agent that was so toxic that you couldn't even give it to cancer patients came out. Let's, let's give it to people with no immune system. Oh yeah, that'll be, that'll be great. And they wiped out hundreds of thousands of people, arguably more that died of the actual immune uh, deficiency syndrome. But this brings uh, us to this article at a little later point in time. And this is in the bioterror biodefense infrastructure, you know, after nine 11, what happened now, if you remember after nine 11 and all of the trauma that we went through or the world felt, at that point, there was a point where we started hearing about anthrax letters and bioterror scares, bioweapons. And then suddenly now it's like, oh, Bush has got to rally up the uh, infrastructure within the NIH, NIAD. How are we going to deal with the biowarfare, bioterror stuff? And so it, it kind of in a panic created this just monstrosity. You know, it wasn't bad enough of what Fauci did under, you know, back in the uh, 90s, particularly 80s, late 80s, 90s. Now it was going to be, I'm in charge of everything. And you'll see in this article, what Fauci did so well was he straddled the line between doctor slash scientist. I hate even saying scientist when I think of Fauci and politician. He knew how to play politics better than anybody at NIH or NIAID. So he was the perfect guy to go, all right, here's what they want. Here's what we want. I'm going to maneuver both worlds and become very wealthy while doing it. As you know, he's paid more than even the president of the United States. He's been in, in government for four decades. Uh, disgusting. Unelected. Unelected, of course. So what is that legacy? Compassionate conservative George Bush, they came in with all this stuff. But Cheney came in carrying decades of Department of Defense experience, including a term as defense secretary under George Herbert Walker Bush during Operation Desert Storm. So he, he, he got that side of it down. And he's like, who can I work with? Who, who, can, who can we do this with? And of course, Fauci was the guy. Fauci was malleable. He'll say anything. He'll claim he didn't say anything. <laughs> All at the same time, I don't know if psychopath or sociopath is more appropriate in the case of Fauci, but I think sociopath for sure. 
his ability to just say, I didn't say that. I had nothing to do with that. I didn't say wear a mask. I didn't say not wear a mask. On and on it goes with Fauci. And so biodefense for the 21st century uh, signed into, uh, let's say, law April 20, 2004. And if you remember in the early 2000s, those of you who have been with me that long, as a homeopath and working with the homeopathic laboratory at the time, we were very concerned, as everybody was, about the potential for bioweapons or bioterror uh, happening on our shores, whether it be anthrax or other things. Now, in homeopathy, we have anthrax. Anthraxenum is a homeopathic remedy, so it counters, counteracts some of that, although um, different forms of anthrax manifesting differently might indicate different remedies. But we've also had a great track record, a couple hundred years plus now, of dealing with eruptive diseases, other infectious diseases, and utilizing the things that we call nozodes, the homeopathic preparations of those disease entities, so to speak, whether it be considered viral, bacterial, fungal, doesn't matter, or the disease process. You can convert those things into homeopathic medicine. So we did. I did. We put a formulation together to address a lot of the things our government was saying, hey, these are the things that might be used, including smallpox. Uh, you know, we got variolinum. We've got different things that we did, and I put it in there. We called it BioProtect and another one called BioDefend. And it wasn't very long till the media came knocking on our doors in Atlanta, outside of Atlanta, and said, hey, what's going on here? Are you guys trying to take advantage of the fear that Americans have of bioterror? How dare you? And so I was interviewed on, on Fox News in Atlanta affiliate all those years ago, talking about this formulation and the concepts of homeopathy to sensitize the immune system safely and gently without causing the problem. And yet on the other side of that argument, when they, when they aired that, I wish I had the video of that, that all those years ago before he had easy access to online everything. Um, there was this whiny doctor from Emory university, my alma mater. And it was like, so embarrassing. I'm just, you know, I'm just in a suit and tie, whatever I, I what I was wearing. I was just talking very calmly about what we do as homeopaths and what we're looking at here. And then this woman's like, I don't know what's going on. And it's just like, you're the doctor, you're the expert, you, you're whining like a little, I won't say it. And then, of course, the FDA came knocking and said, cease and desist, don't you dare put that out on the market. Now, if there were freedom, if there was a free market for healing, then may the best man, woman, or product win. If it didn't work, okay. Now, of course, there are skeptics throughout our, our recent history that have said homeopathy can't work because it just can't work, so everything's a fraud when it comes to homeopathic medicine. Yet everything ultimately is not molecular, it's energetic, and we go into other areas of physics and quantum physics and go, skeptics can't follow because we go beyond materialistic reductionism, if you will, cellular, uh, you know, pathways based on pure chemistry and chemistry alone. It's so much more than that. But I bring this up only because at that time, I remember so correctly, so correctly, I remember so, I think accurately, the fear I was experiencing or any of us were after 9-11, are they really going to engage in bioterror? What can we do? I think a responsible person would go, hey, let's try and figure out a lot of options. Let's put them out there and see what works. But no, of course, our government is owned and controlled and has been for decades and decades and decades by the pharmaceutical industrial complex, more dangerous than the military industrial complex. And so they shut down any viable options except experimental vaccines. They've tried to bring out smallpox vaccine again. Of course, it, it, it injures people at rates far superseding any other vaccine other than COVID jabs, which I don't call vaccines, but that's a pretty bad one. And things related to, to anthrax, et cetera. We already had the tools, but they denied it. But Fauci never approved any 
any studies on natural medicines, on homeopathy for sure. And as we know, back before that time, Peter Duesberg, Professor Peter Duesberg, one of the smartest men I've ever met in my life, scientist, man, woman, or anything, said, you know what, they've, they've never proven HIV causes this. And the moment he said that, all of his research money dried up. He couldn't get a grant to save his life, except that he was tenured at uh, Berkeley, so he still got a position there, but they tried to make his life miserable. And so you recognize Fauci was the perfect guy to be the gatekeeper for those that own and control the government and want to own and control you through a lot of things. So I would just urge you to read this uh, article over at Unheard. It's a lot more to the Fauci story than even what we've uh, referenced and what uh, Bobby Kennedy has referenced in the real Anthony Fauci. How did this manifest? It was no accident. He was the right guy at the right time. I would say the wrong guy at the wrong time, but you know, there's an agenda that's not yours, mine. It's not ours. It's others. You know, you want to own and control people, frighten them into obedience. Most successful way to do it ever. And the disaster that was predictable based on our fear of germs is they exploited it. A virus, gain of function, you know, and then released to do things that a normal virus would never do. So with that, uh, let's let's join. Uh, let's be joined by our, f- our first time guest on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Dr. Elizabeth Lee Lee. And she has the Truth for Health Foundation talking extensively about a lot of things of importance to us here that we cover and including the attacks on our military men and women, the illegal jab mandates they're still trying to foist on them, despite court cases that have been lost by the government on this. We have a lot of violations we'll reveal to you today and a lot more that we'll learn from Dr. Lee right now on the Robert Bell Show. Elizabeth Lee, are you here with us? I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, I'm honored to have you on board. I know we've been wanting to get you on for a while, and what you're doing with the Truth for Health Foundation is pretty profound, but you might want to lay it out for our uh, audience that might not know about it. I'm. Thank you. I'm really proud of the work that our band of warriors have been doing. Truth for Health Foundation is a public charity human rights organization, and actually, My husband and I started it 14 years ago for a different fight in medicine against big pharma and NIH lies to the public at the time. And then the economic crash got in the way of a public charity succeeding. And so we inactivated it. And then the pandemic, I came out early in March of 2020 with my first editorials on COVID and suppression of treatment and the illegal actions that were happening with the FDA suppression of early treatment and their their actual malfeasance in claiming that hydroxychloroquine was dangerous and remdesivir was safe. And so I was fighting all through 2020, treating patients early with a combination of prescription medicines, natural medicines, nutraceuticals, vitamins, home oxygen and a whole host of integrated approaches as I've always done in medicine, along with a lot of the other frontline doctors. Then in 2021, we really were uncovering more and more evidence of the very serious damages and risk with the experimental gene therapy shots. And so I really felt God tapped me on the shoulder and said, Lee, you have the foundation activated. This is the time. And the day that happened, Robert, was 
14 years to the day that I had filed for the EIN to start the foundation. And I, I kind of did a little double take. It's like, oh, where did that come from? Well, yes, I had forgotten about it. Mm. And so I said, okay. And I reactivated it, hired the foundation consultant again that had helped us 14 years earlier so that we would be in full compliance and proper governance of a public charity. And we have been on a roll, gang going gangbusters ever since working nonstop on multiple fronts, our medical freedom, legal defense grants mm -hmm. and lawsuits that we've initiated, early treatment recommendations, medicine and ministry, Catholics for preservation of life, health and resilience, which gets into a lot of the natural um, things that are very much your wheelhouse. And we have a whole section of resources on the website for health and resilience. People should check that out because even NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration has documents showing the effectiveness of chlorine dioxide as one of the most effective biocidal agents ever known to humans and and yet the fda tries to block it so we have that and we have the criminal defense complaint forms we created the citizens vaccine injury reporting system to do the job that the cdc was supposed to do and isn't doing with theirs because they're blocking the reports they're covering up the actual data and the data is bad enough that they do report but that's only the tip of the iceberg. So we created the Citizens Vaccine Injury Reporting System and trademarkary database for people to simply and easily file a complaint of a vaccine injury. And then we're compiling the data and presenting it to the public. We also have the Vaccine Injury Treatment Guide that is an integrated, medically sound, evidence-based approach to treating the complications of actually any vaccine, but in particular the COVID shots, because it focuses on the underlying mechanism of damage, inflammation, blood clotting, oxidative stress, neurocardiac and endocrine damage, and disruptions in the immune system. And so our approach was to take the combined approaches that are prescription medicines, natural medicines, in nutraceuticals, supplements, vitamins, foods, and lifestyle changes. So we actually have a very comprehensive integrated approach to the treatment of vaccine injuries. And we teach people how to work with your doctor to get the proper testing ahead of time to know what the complications are. And then every Tuesday night, we have our parents forum talking about the complications and damage of the COVID shots and other issues of concern to parents like the whole transgender, just terrible agenda to cause more confusion and harm to our children. And then we have on Thursday nights, we have the Faith Over Fear seminars that are teaching people what's coming, what you can do about it, and how you can plan and prepare and not give in to the weapon of fear. So 
we're not just about information. We're about action, helping the grassroots with resources, action steps, legal defense, and treatment approaches. So I'm really proud of all of the work volunteers. None of the physicians and scientists working with us are compensated, myself included. We are doing the work pro bono. And our lawyers are volunteers. We have a legal advisory council. We have a military advisory council that mm -hmm. has been doing incredible work uh, as military whistleblowers. We have a wealth of resources on our website. Mm -hmm. In fact, a major executive summary of the Department of Defense legal violations was just presented by our military advisory council member, David Beckerman, who's a major in the Air Force, but he was presenting it on behalf of the foundation in his role as a civilian being able to volunteer for public charities mm. if he wishes. So he was not a military spokesperson. He was presenting all of this in his capacity as a concerned volunteer citizen advisor Dr. Bleed, I, I pause for a moment because I'm getting tired. Just simply all the things you're doing and the foundation <laughs> is doing. It's, it's like incredible. And and correct me. I may mean to correct an error I made in introducing you. It's not your first time on the Robert Scott Bell Show. In fact, I, I believe it was July of 2003. You were on the program when it was called Jumpstart Your Health with a book called It's My Ovaries, Stupid. Is that possible? <laughs> Absolutely it is. In fact... Robert, that was the book. I've been writing about these gender benders and endocrine disruptors mm -hmm. and dietary sabotage of our endocrine health for 20 some years. So we're, yeah, we're talking almost 20 more simpatico. Yeah, it's like almost 20 years ago to, to this year. I mean, yeah. Really incredible. So, uh, yeah, I was good. How did I, you come up with that? Well, my wife and my database. <laughs> How did you come up with that? Yeah. She, we, she keep, she keeps such accurate records of who we've interviewed and when I get the exact date if you want it, but basically July of 2003, this is pre super Don before my producer all those years ago. And, uh, we were, you know, just warming up four years into our, wow. our broadcast history. And here we are all these years <laughs> later connecting again. I'm again, every time I saw your name as I knew you were coming up, I'm like, I know that name more than I should. Why <laughs> now I remember it. So that's pretty well, cool. This actually is kind of cool for another reason, because I told you I'd been in this fight a long time mm -hmm. against big medicine and big pharma. My first book in 1994 was called Screaming to be Heard, Hormone Connections Women Suspect and Doctors Ignore. Mm -hmm. And then seven years later, a new edition came out, Hormone Connections Women Suspect and Doctors Still Ignore. And then a few years after that, I came out with it's my ovaries, stupid, trying to get doctors to listen to women who understood that a lot of health problems they were experiencing were connected to the fluctuations of the ovarian cycle. And the doctors, just a gynecologist or surgeons, not internal medicine people. And mm -hmm. so they would just dismiss it as, oh, it's all in your head, dearie, or it's just stress. And women were right. The research showed it. Mm -hmm. Just like doctors have been right and patients were right mm -hmm. that there were ways to treat COVID early yeah. and doctors were ignoring it. 
So, Dr. Fleet, I'm sure is... I asked you this the first time you were on, <laughs> but because it's been so long and maybe people are just meeting you for the first time, what was it that allowed you or helped you to see through a lot of the programming that occurs in Flexner Report Medical Schools that kind of teaches you that every symptom, ailment, illness, even emotion is evidence of a FDA-approved pharmaceutical deficiency of some kind? Well, honestly, I would have to say the biggest gift that helps me see that is God's gift of the way my mind works, which is to connect the dots and and question and think and read what the scientific papers actually show. Mm -hmm. Don't just accept a narrative that somebody puts out there to sell a product. And, and that's true across the board. It's not just big pharma. It's just, it's any product that to sell a product, people make claims that aren't necessarily supported by physiology and what the studies of the human body show. And I've just always wanted to have answers to what the connections broader causes. And Robert, most people don't realize symptoms are nonspecific. In fact, I did a Venn diagram early in my career because gynecologists were saying, well, depression and menopause and thyroid is hypothyroidism um, are all similar. And I kept saying, you need to test blood levels of the hormones to know what you're treating. And they said, oh, you don't need to test. You just go by the symptoms. Well, my Venn diagram shows that the symptoms of menopause, clinical depression, and hypothyroidism have about a 90% overlap. So if you're just going by the symptoms, you may not be treating the right thing. And I, th I think it's important to do the proper evaluation, treat the patient, and help the patient get to the root of the cause, not just mm -hmm. treating a symptom. Well, you're consistent. That's for sure. We've got a track record here. Dr. Vliet didn't just show up today or two and a half years ago when COVID started. <laughs> that's and right. that's the cool thing that some of that ran through the show way back when. And I'm looking at the accurate data. Your first appearance was May 18th, 20, no, 2003. And we probably encored your interview because it was right around the July 4th holiday weekend that year in 2003. So how cool is that? That's just quite an amazing thing. That really is amazing that you came up with that. Um, and, and that book is a sleeper. People really need to look at that today mm -hmm. because a lot of the things that are the GMO foods, the additives in foods that I was writing about then are affecting ovarian and testicular function in mm -hmm. boys and girls and young people. Yeah, and that is that hasn't changed. Partly, that's only gotten worse. You know, that's over the years. It's gotten much worse, yeah. much worse. And and honestly, this this may be considered controversial, but actually the scientific data that I referenced in that book supported the fact that the dietary and, and environmental endocrine disruptors were creating alterations in gonadal and brain function. Mm -hmm. that I think of this gender confusion concerns that we're seeing now that are labeled psychological. And I think a lot of it is actually interference with normal brain and ovarian and testicular pathways. 
Well, speaking of these toxic poisons, xenoestrogens and otherwise, a lot of them are happening within the uh, pesticide, herbicide, fungicide right. industries. And uh, thankfully, we've encountered a, a wonderful product out there that can be gotten at Ace Hardware stores of all places made from delimining a distillate from the orange peel that is completely safe, even approved under organic standards around things that you're growing. And you can spray it in your kitchen. It doesn't harm your kids, your pets. In fact, delimiting as an ingredient has been studied at the University of Arizona and elsewhere as an oncolytic agent and a cancer agent. How crazy is that? A pesticide that doesn't kill you or me or my kids or pets can be good against cancer. And that's Orange Guard. Check it out, orangeguard.com. There's the, the link. Uh, natural powerful pest control even went up to the epa and it is regulated and acknowledged as a pesticide but one that is not harmful and can be gotten at your local ace hardware store or go directly to orangeguard.com and it'll make your home smell like oranges anyway not so bad there i am in my greenhouse growing that's organically. A, yeah that's a fabulous suggestion and mm -hmm. in fact i i have a whole chapter in that earlier book cleaning up your household environment now it didn't in 2003 i didn't know about orange guard but um household vinegar is a much better cleaning solution mm -hmm. with mixed with water than using some of these highly fragranced chem chemical cleaning products that cause headaches and actually are neurotoxins definitely yeah no there's so many ways and so many things that have come out in all those years later and i don't orange guard may have just been its early stages at that point because i think it went through the epa testing and validations in the 90s, I think, that come out as a, as a very environmentally safe product. But still, isn't it disappointing? You look around these these stores or in your neighbor's garage and you'll find glyphosate Roundup still being used despite the all overwhelming evidence of its carcinogenic status and, and other of these agents that are disrupting, as you've written about in books, uh, our, uh, let's say, our endocrine health, our endocrine vital balance. It's just thrown a miss from the day we're born or even beforehand in terms of moms and dads wanting to have kids being ex exposed to these things and that impacting the health of the children who are then born. Exactly. Actually, there's a lot of evidence that that's part of the rise in the polycystic ovarian syndrome is that mothers exposed in to while they were pregnant, then the baby in utero was exposed to environmental endocrine disruptors that mm -hmm. disrupted the baby's developing ovaries. Now, I think this is a huge issue and <clears throat> we've been sidelined from it with the focus on COVID for the last two and a half years, but it's, it's really getting worse. And Bill Gates is talking about genetic modified foods and actually genetically manufactured, I mean, biologically created, manufactured, Lord only knows what's in it, breast milk replacement. And they're talking about ways to add insect powder to instead of wheat. I, I, I mean, they're talking about such bizarre things yeah. that further alter our food supply. We've, we've had several seminars on improving your health and resilience yeah. by beginning to grow your own food even if even if you only have a apartment balcony there yeah. are things that you can grow that are healthier for you yeah, you know if i close my eyes super don if you close your eyes and listen to dr Vleet, can you hear marjorie wildcraft right now 
Or you. <laughs> what do you mean? No, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're 100%. But I, I mean 100%. even the intonation and sound of her voice. And, and yeah, Michael Bolton. That's true. No, you're right. You are. Actually, I didn't think about that. But it, you're yeah, right. Yeah, if we does. put you and Marjorie Wildcraft together speaking, we'd be like, who's who? Not, I mean, she, she speaks about, of course, we are very big on emphasizing yeah. people need to start growing their food again, not uh, when they're hungry. It'd be too late then. But to start now and we, you know, built, I should say my wife built two greenhouses with help last year as the guy that we hired to help never came early enough so I could be out there all the time. But it's a wonderful thing that we've been learning each year and getting better at it. And it's not enough that I do it. But thankfully, a lot of my neighbors do it, too. Unfortunately, some of them haven't fully pulled out of the, the roundup consciousness. Uh, so we still got work to do. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of people that are still frozen, if you will, in consciousness or unconsciousness about doctors and scientists of the allopathic variety being somehow demigods, godlike in status and stature. And I know you don't look at it that way because you're intelligent and you use your critical thinking skills to see when things are wrong, even if it's a, a, what we call it, a consensus reality. A lot of times they say, oh, yeah. science is a democracy. If 51 percent believe this, then anybody in the 49 or 1 percent that's a minority pointing out, hey, uh, you know, maybe the earth isn't the center of the universe. That kind of thing is somehow derided because it becomes a religious dogma and a belief system, not a scientific endeavor of genuine inquiry and allowing the uh, scientific, uh, let's say, experiments to take us where we go to really find out how does the universe really work. Well, that's exactly right. We have, and we've been doing some interesting seminars on some of those kinds of ideas. By the way, Chris, I wanted to suggest that you put a link to our updated COVID early treatment guide, which is on the Truth for Health website. The one that you have up there is you the talking one about that Super Don putting that up. Yes, yes. Where is um, that? Is it on your? It's on your foundation website. Yes, the one that you have linked is the mm -hmm. one that Dr. McCullough, Dr. Orient, and I did in the fall of 2020. Okay. Then Dr. McCullough and I updated and did a new version, entirely different version, that um, is on Truth for Health website. Mm -hmm. And that one was published a year later, so that's more updated. What's the and headline that, on it? I want to be sure we find it for you and everybody. Under... Treatment guides mm -hmm. on the truthforhealth.org website. Yeah. It's COVID early treatment, home treatment. It's, it's called COVID home treatment. I see that now. I'm going to uh, open it up and I'm going to send this to Super Don to make sure we get that out for everybody to access easily. And I appreciate that. Stand and by. actually, um, mm -hmm. if, if Super Don would access, mm -hmm. put up the link to the vaccine injury treatment guide, I think you would be pleased with all the ways that we've added the nutraceuticals and natural foods and natural supplements in there. Excellent. Well, everybody's looking for any insight to, to help them and help others that have gotten the jab or just people are you're around people who have gotten the jab. Now, one of the things I want to talk to you about before we run out of time here is a link in your, uh, the thing that's scrolling, it's like a news scroll on your, on the website, truthforhealth.org. And it's the department of defense legal violations. And there's actually a PDF document that highlights uh, the violations of the law that have happened in terms of uh, processes that they have to follow, et cetera. What can you relate to us about this? Because we've seen court cases happen where the, the military brass are getting slapped down, yet they're still trying to pretend that it could force the men and women in, in the armed forces to get these jabs. Well, it's bigger than just the jabs. They, the, Department of Defense 
is illegally mandating to use authorization products for masking, testing, and the COVID shots. Hmm. And they are forcing service members out of the service if they exercise their constitutional rights to refuse an emergency use authorization product. And this executive summary that's on the website under the picture that you're showing right now was prepared by members of our Military Advisory Council whistleblowers who have exposed all of the legal violations within the Department of Defense. And this was just presented by one of our Military Advisory Council members at the Gateway to Freedom Conference on August 27th in St. Louis. And it goes through all of the ways that they have ignored vaccine injuries, they have ignored J regulations, they've ignored federal statutes, and they know they're doing this because service members have filed complaints and have mm -hmm. provided the data to show that they are in violation of these various federal statutes. And well, so now the whistleblowers have created a petition that's linked to that document asking the citizens, all your listeners, to sign the petition and demand that Congress act to stop these legal violations by Department of Defense Command appointed under the Biden administration. Wouldn't you think that somebody should be held to account for these violations? I mean, let's say if an average soldier, uh, military man or woman, violated uh, uniform code of military justice stuff, or however they call it, they would be held up and maybe court-martialed. Y you think that there could be some court-martialing going on with the, the, the higher-ups that are violating the fundamental rights of those that have turned their bodies over, you know, potentially to have to go to war and, and sacrifice their lives, but yet they're doing it, as I've argued, over the... Uh, without going to the battlefield, in other words, uh, the Pentagon has uh, endorsed experimental vaccines in the past, uh, anthrax included, that have created a whole lot of problems. The anthrax vaccine, I remember reading vaccine A and interviewing Doc, uh, Gary Matsumoto, this uh, intelligent reporter on the subject that related to uh, Gulf War illness one and two. Uh, and so this is not new, right. but still, I don't know any of the higher ups that ever get in trouble for this. Well, we are working to take action on that front. However, the problem has been in the cases that have been filed so far, the judges have not taken on the unlawful order mandating emergency use authorization products. You cannot legally mandate an, unlaw uh, an emergency use product. And that is, the judges are ignoring that aspect of the case. They are also using technicalities to throw out some of the lawsuits. Several of them are on appeal. But now with regard to the anthrax, that case was did, and the, they won against the Department of Defense. The Department of Defense was prohibited from requiring an investigational use product, which anthrax was slightly different from the current emergency use authorization uh, statutes, but the same principle. 
And so the Department of Defense is actually repeating the same illegal actions that they did with the anthrax, and they were held accountable for that. It just took several years. And in this case, we have far more service members who died from the COVID shot than we did with anthrax. And so it's a deadly waiting game for the legal process to play out. We, We do have two cases being filed in the next two weeks. Okay, well, I'd love to stay up on them if we can get us uh, any updates and we can have you back on or anybody that would talk about that. You know, you've heard of the concept of cannon fodder, but we're talking about pharmaceutical fodder. The Department of Defense has been, you know, basically owned and controlled, much like all of our regulatory agencies, by a pharmaceutical industrial complex. And the the troops become experimentals. I mean, they're not given informed consent anymore with anthrax. They they were given informed consent. But now, as you point out, with the COVID jabs, it's much more deadly. Much more. And and actually, even even more dangerous to not only military, but to the public, because one of the things we're seeing with the COVID shots is damage to pilots, for example, brain and heart and lung damage to pilots. And you look at the fact that military pilots are are flying these multi-billion dollar fighter aircraft. Mm-hmm. And the the risk not only to the pilot and the aircraft and loss of experienced pilots that take years to to create and are extremely expensive, but you have the danger to the people on the ground. And then, of course, that's even worse in the civilian market where you've got commercial aviation and pilots are affected. And all the damage from the COVID shots is so, so serious and so life-threatening and so many deaths that it's why we are taking action to defend the human and civil rights secured by law that a public charity is allowed to do under the IRS regulations. Well, I'm grateful for all that you're doing. And it's like, wow, I can't believe it's been so many years since we had you on the show. Not even remembering that we had you on the show. This is just like a cool <laughs> reunion. Uh, and God yes. bless you for all the amazing work that you're doing. Do you have any events coming up that people can actually attend in person? I know that Peter McCullough, who you work with, is, is traveling around a lot at lectures and speaking. I'm occasionally out there, too. Do you have any events yourself? You know, Robert, we have made a commitment to be very careful, good stewards of the, don- the public trust who have mm-hmm. donated to us. We decided that we could be more effective with our virtual programs that can be archived and sent around with the practical interventions, intervening, using our team to intervene on hospital rescues, assist with vaccine injury people, and assist in the legal defense and the whistleblower reports that are coming out from our team. So we have not chosen to spend our donor money on the expensive stage events, we are trying to do everything to use those funds to actually benefit people in the trenches. Beautiful. Well, I appreciate that as well. So our programs are online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was a strategic decision. We, we felt that there, it was 
too expensive to rent, vent, pay for travel expenses, and we could get more leverage and reach many millions more people if we use today's technology. We've done programs for groups in South America, Asia, the Middle East, and uh, wherever. We've done programs for Catholic bishops, Catholic parents trying to fight back against the mandates. We've got the parents form. All of these things allow us to reach many more people with the time and effort of the volunteers that are working with us. And it's a good stewardship of the donor money. Excellent. I appreciate that. Uh, truthforhealth.org is the website. You can sign up, you can support them. Uh, and like, I'm just like overwhelmed by the am amazing amount of things that you're doing and have been doing for so long. I'm really glad that we're reconnected here. Um, there is a, an I article. Yeah, it's, this is fun to see. And I, I just want to uh, point out also there's an article here. And I, I don't know, we didn't send you this, but I know you're well able to comment on it right away. Um, this just came out, I believe, yesterday. It's headlined, latest COVID boosters are set to roll out before human testing is uh, completed. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised by this, but again, here they are just throwing out boosters that we don't need, shots that we don't need. They don't even have the pretense of, yes, we've really run the tests and we've shown that they work and that they're safe. It's like, we're just going out in a permanent state of emergency. It's never going back to normal because I don't think they could get a, an MRNA uh, shot approved under normal circumstances. Well, I think you're right, but it's actually more ominous the fact that they're rolling out without human testing. The FDA quietly was making changes to their requirements in the last month. And they actually have waived the requirements for the manufacturers to be able uh, to be required to disclose new ingredients, to disclose modifications, to disclose um, any data about testing. So the FDA essentially just stepped away from its statutory role mm -hmm. of oversight for safety and monitoring what the companies are putting in them. So even the new flu vaccines for this season, we don't really know what may be in them. And, and there is concern that some of the modified flu vaccines may actually be another way to deliver an mRNA device. Would anybody Technology. be surprised if they did that? And, you know, the only thing this serves to do ultimately is to discredit the FDA even further. Now, we have uh, seen through them for the most part on this show since I opened up the microphone years ago. But there's still many people having to come to this grand disillusionment about the FDA being a legitimate organization that is out to protect the public from dangerous right. food, drugs, pharmaceuticals and shots, as opposed to being a captured <laughs> agency, as even you know Bobby Kennedy has written about extensively. Unfortunately, there's a significant part of the electorate and, bo and politic, body politic that refuses to see what is right before our eyes. And here we have an article in the Wall Street Journal going, hey, they're not even bothering to test on humans and they're going to approve a booster. Right. And Robert, actually, there's a question in the um, messages from the audience I want to address. Okay. Someone is asking if if the version that they um, were asking about on the COVID treatment guide is the latest version. No, it is not. The one that is on truthforhealth.org under treatment guides 
is the most recent version. Mm -hmm. And we also have a fact sheet on monkeypox, Marburg hemorrhagic fever, and the Paxlovid and, and new antivirals with risk. Mm. The version that your producer just put on the screen, that's the most recent version. And it actually has more on some of the nutraceuticals and it, it has more specific recommendations that we would, that we have updated. Now, now I understand when you were referring to Chris, you were looking in the chat room. Uh, you yes. are so you're keenly aware of so many things going on that you're actually on the show and monitoring the chat room. I am just blown away, <laughs> impressed by you. In fact, super Don, look out, uh, Dr. Bleach coming for your job. <laughs> No, 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 no. Trust me. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm right where God wants me for our new initiative. So maybe we get there to talk with Super Don about helping us. Yeah, maybe. See, you're not doing enough, Dr. Blee. That's it. I mean, you've listed all these things. I'm exhausted from the list. It's still, it's not enough. Well, and you know how well, it is. When, when, we, when we look at what's going on, Honestly, you, you could say I'm doing a lot. It's just not enough. We could feel that way. But at the same time, we've got to find a, a time and a place and a space where we can rest and recover and regenerate. That's part of health and healing as well. And, you know, I've tried to be better about that over the years, as I know I can be looked at as an example for the things I talk about when I talk about health and healing. And right. so finding some time to recharge in the midst of all of this and even have fun and laugh and be silly because it's serious. It's so serious that we could be driven into despair and depression uh, if we only look at all the bad things that are occurring. Well, you're right. That's the whole message of our Faith Over Fear seminar series every Thursday night. People can sign. We've actually had people coming from around the world who are, are saying, wow, thank you so much for doing this because, and, and what we're, what's very striking is how hungry people are for the spiritual messages that we bring into each of our medical and health because we are mind, body, spirit. God created us to desire contact with him. And so if you ignore the spiritual side of health, then you're ignoring a major part of what makes us human. So I, I actually, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is a message from the the Bible that in the New Testament that is so powerful. Somebody said to me the other day, how do you do all you're doing? And I honestly think it's because if you're doing what God's calling you to do and it's meaningful and purposeful and you're mm -hmm. energized by that and you're staying connected with God at the center of what you're doing, and, and for me, Christ at the center, then it becomes a mission of love. And and yes, I, I need to exercise and I make an effort to eat right and, and I... I get good sleep and I, I do the things that we need to do to stay healthy. And I even um, have my chickens. So I go out and I just started raising them recently. I never thought that I would be doing that at this stage of my life. But it's, it's, it's also a connection with our creator and looking at these wonderful creatures that come to know us and connect with them. and we take care of them and, they're giving me food, fresh eggs yeah. every day. So, you know, it's just a, it's a wonderful feeling. Mm -hmm. And there's no place for fear when you're connecting with knowing you're, you're doing something 
for the greater glory. I encourage all your listeners, watch the movie For Greater Glory. There is nothing more inspiring than watching that. It is the true story of the Mexican people who rose up against Marxism, shutting down their churches and killing Catholic priests and killing people who worshiped in the 1920s. And they, they called themselves the Cristeros. Their motto was, Vivo Cristo Rey, long live Christ the King. And the people overcame Marxist tyranny in Mexico in the 1920s. And they are, that movie's an inspiration for all of us today because we are today's Cristeros standing up against the evil tyranny trying to harm humanity mm-hmm. and control our freedom that is our God-given gifts. Well, and in a, in a message like that in a film or a documentary is inspiring to bring us back to the reality that as you just said, and I love it because I try to say that all the time, that when you are on purpose and on mission and connected to the source of all creation and all health and all healing, there is no place or room for fear. You no longer feel like we're not going to win. We're doomed because inevitably we know that the spirit is more powerful than those who would try to diminish it in themselves or others uh, through this. If I could say the spirit of fear, that'd be a weird thing to say, almost an oxymoron, but through the absence of spirit, which leads to fear. And then uh, they control and manipulate our mind through often mass media. That's why unplugging from the mainstream legacy media is important. Uh, And, you know, finding messages and people delivering messages that are uplifting to you, that are empowering, that are not always fear based. And we acknowledge certainly in life there are times where fear is an emotion that's very real. I don't deny that. But I often recognize that if it's in the pursuit of your everyday activities, see what you're doing when the fear creeps in. I, I mentioned that I, I took a, a hike up to 11,000 feet with my daughter in her senior class. And, and when I got up there and looked back down, I suddenly got afraid of heights. I'd never been afraid of heights. I'm like walking on the edge of a cliff going, <laughs> ah, I'd never thought of, of falling over. And so that's maybe a different kind of fear. But I also said, maybe it's, maybe it's past the time I should be climbing to 11,000 foot mountain peaks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Trying to interpret it in various ways. But the mission purpose driven life, it, it doesn't involve fear as an everyday occurrence when you're on point, when you are connected to the source of all healing. No, I, I so agree. And that is our mission as a faith based public charity. We serve people of all faiths. And yet we are a, a Christian organization at our heart. And that heart comes through in all of the people that have worked so hard with this organization that have been the tireless dedicated warriors working with us day in and day out and dedicating to dedicated to our mission and and it really has been we've just started a new initiative that is very much needed and will be announced shortly. Robert, I'll let you know so that you can um, talk about it on your show. Yeah, please do. I would but love that. Yes. We're going to tackle a lot of these um, aspects to provide reliable information to help people Great. overcome the fear weapon that mm-hmm. the enemy is using. And the enemy is medical, political, economic, globalist enemies, but it's also the spiritual enemy. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and good against evil. So mm-hmm. these everything we do is designed to help overcome and focus on actually the scripture from Second Timothy when the apostle is writing to Timothy saying, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of mm-hmm. peace and love and of power and sound mind. So Amen. we need to use all of those. With that message, I got to run because I got to uh, start our second hour shortly. But Dr. Vliet, again, it's been a great reunion and uh, so appreciate you and all that you've been doing for so long and glad to reconnect and let's stay Thank connected you. from here forward. Absolutely. Love it. And I'm so glad you brought that out. That's really neat. Thanks, Robert. Great reunion with you and your team. Thank you. That's Dr. Uh, Elizabeth Lee Vliet, and uh, we're connected, reconnected. So stand by. We're going to be joined by our friends on Brideon.tv. Three, two, one. All right. Welcome, everybody that's joining us right now in progress. The second hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show begins. We are simulcasting on Brideon.tv. Shout out to the crew and the our extended family, including Mike Adams, the health ranger, for putting it out to the world that way. We just had an amazing first hour. If you miss it, the archives are always available at robertscatbell.com slash listen. And sometimes they end up on Brighton, et cetera. And we're just doing our, our best to get it out there. Uh, the, the spirit of fear, we were, well, that's kind of a weird thing to say. No, the spirit of empowerment is what we're talking about here. Uh, this hour, we've got a lot to cover, including the uh, belief that every emotion, including depression, is evidence of a psychiatric drug deficiency. That's one of the things we have to cover. As well as, let me just see here, uh, cranking it up. Oh, physicians, how long would it take them if they were actually honoring the people that they, their patients? How long per day? That's something. And then hopefully we'll hear from Ernest Ramirez about the loss of his son after a COVID jab. Get ready. The power to heal is yours. Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Ah, thanks for being here, y'all. Another hour of broadcast healing begins now, and I'm so grateful that uh, you say I, I suffered for the first 24 years of my life, and I'm looking back and going, you know, I'm actually grateful for that. I'm like, well, you grateful for your suffering? Yeah, it made me who I am today. It, it gave me the impetus or the in, in, intention to find a way to heal myself or to get well or find somebody that could help me heal myself, and then in turn find out that those principles that I applied in my health and healing could be applied in any situation and in any of y'all in in your own unique way. And a lot of what we cover in the midst of, I would say a disastrous news cycle after a disastrous news cycle that can be depressing, be daunting, be uh, fear inducing that there is something greater, a bigger purpose to all of this, all of life, that it isn't necessarily uh, that we are, I guess some people Believe it or not, there are people that have the view. You are sent to earth as punishment. <laughs> I've heard that. I, I don't like to look at it that way. I, I like to look at it as a, as a great opportunity for spiritual growth and advancement. It's a schooling ground. It's a teaching ground. It's like the things that I've learned on this planet, pretty profound. I don't know that I can learn them anyway else. I don't know. Maybe somebody, some of y'all know how to learn them by not being on the planet. I don't know. As they're trying to send uh, 
Well, we've got some ashes being sent to space. That's going to be an interesting story a little later. Super Don is, is kind of geeked out about that. And, and we'll do that because yeah, we're a bit nerdy too. We like science fiction stuff, so we don't mind talking about that. But in terms of our reality, how many of you have ever been depressed? How many of you know someone who is depressed currently? And how many of those people, including yourself, have ever been diagnosed as a depressed person and then given a prescription by a licensed representative of the pharmaceutical state, that's a doctor, for a psychiatric medication? Whether as a child you were put on attention deficit uh, disorder type medications or uh, as a teenager or an adult on selective serotonin reuptake inhibiting drugs, unfortunately, these things are still being prescribed. Why? How is this possible? In a culture of the West that prides itself on being scientific, right? where's the science that validates the use of any of these drugs for what they call deficit disorders or depression or anxiety? Any of these pharmaceutical drugs approved by the Fear and Death Administration, none of which have ever been assessed in terms of a definitive need, right, based on a biological medical validated test. What do you mean by that, Robert? Well, what I'm asking myself questions now. Oh, I must need a drug for schizophrenia, <laughs> right? Oh, and I like organic food and I don't like to eat pesticide-laden foods. Oh, that's another reason you should be on an, a psychiatric drug, Robert. How many other reasons can we think of? Oh, uh, you uh, believe uh, in God. Oh, ooh, that's problematic. Uh, name any other things you have a perspective on that might be outside of the, the uh, narrative that they want you to believe they could argue that it's evidence of a psychiatric drug deficiency of some kind. We will, we will poison you back to com compliance and obedience. We're not going to call it poison. We're going to call it an FDA-approved pharmaceutical drug. And in this case, for your psychological and emotional needs, mental needs, for instance. So the article here is, uh, oh, and Super Don, if you can reach out to Ernest, he's trying to get in. Uh, while we're on, because I want to get uh, Ernest on, we tried to get him on a few weeks back and he was so busy, he made it back home in time. And uh, I shared the, the contact information with Ernest Ramirez. He lost his son, Ernesto, uh, after the COVID uh, jab. So that's a story we definitely want to cover sometime this hour when he's available. Uh, so as I go to the first article of this hour, you can find the article links at robertscoutbell.com. And here's the headline out of the New York Times, believe it or not. This teen was prescribed 10 psychiatric drugs, and she's not alone. 10. And it goes back to her, uh, let's see, a freshman, high school freshman in Long Island, New York. She couldn't get out of bed. She should have been happy. But she was having emotional issues. And they came to the pharmaceutical drug intervention as opposed to a divine intervention, a godly intervention. And it, it, it just cascaded from there. And I talk about this a, a lot of times, and I've been doing this as a homeopath for almost 30 years. When I first learned about something called attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, usually it was ADD and then it became ADHD. Who knows what they're calling it now? And I recognize that in anybody's body that is physiologically uh, agitated or aggravated at deep cellular metabolic levels via, let's talk about excitotoxins, for instance additives and preservatives and colorings and flavorings alone. But anything now that we upset, we recognize we upset the microbiome, the gut microbiome, then it impairs or impacts the ability to produce neurotransmitters or endocrine compounds, hormones, all of these things that do have chemical, measurable chemical interactions that can disrupt reality for you. You're like, I feel this way and I don't know why I feel this way. You know, a kid that's just like hyperactive 
and you think, well, it's evidence of uh, Ritalin deficiency. Of course it's not. Ritalin is PMP, uh, methylphenidate, which is a, a chemical cousin to uh, PCP, which is known as angel dust, a street drug. And it'll destroy your brain over time because that's what it's designed to do is like overstimulate to the point where you got to go, not as bad as one flew over the cuckoo's nest. If you remember that film and book uh, that at the end, Jack Nicholson got the lobotomy and he was just like, you know, all of the excitement of life gone. And they would do this chemical lobotomies, if you will, with these psychiatric drugs. And that leads us to more and more understanding that it's not just one drug, but it's five, 10, it's 20. And as you go through this article, and I may revisit it uh, again later in the hour, because it looks like we may have uh, Ernest. I saw Super Don Ernest was there. I could see visually he was there. And now I've lost his visual, but I definitely want to go to him. I think it's a maybe a connection issue. I'm seeing the uh, the bars go from green to orange to red. And uh, it'll, it'll be a, a risky scenario if we can go to Ernest. But hang in there, Ernest. I'm going to finish this. It looks like his connectivity is uh, is strengthening and weakening, strengthening and weakening. And so Super Don will be talking to him behind the scenes. So, uh, you didn't get it from me. I thought I sent it, sent it to you anyway. <laughs> it never, it never, never came in on my phone. No. Oh, it never came in on your phone. No. Oh, how weird is that? I you share it with it you. It to me probably is what you tried to do, right? I did text it to you. That's what yeah, I did. It didn't go to me. Weird. Contact. Who did you text? I texted you. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. We'll try yeah. it again. Cause it never right. came in. All right. Copy. I'm going to paste it again. Watch this. This is what we're doing on the air, sending it to Super Don right now. <laughs> so you can call Ernest and uh, make sure, because it looks like the connection is very weak. Even though I can see him, I see the bars going into the red zone. We tried yeah, to get him on his, a couple of weeks ago. Internet bar. See, now it came in. Okay. Second time's the charm then. Okay. All right. Yeah. Give him a call and talk to him off the air, if you will. I'll keep talking okay. about the story. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate yep. it. So back to this article in the New York Times, as you go down, it's like it starts with one drug. You talk about gateway drugs, the psychiatric drugs. They're gateway drugs into harder drugs, psychiatric FDA-approved and or illicit street drugs, which may be far less dangerous than the FDA-approved variety. That's not me endorsing anything per se, but polypharmacy. Polypharmacy is like, when were these drugs ever tested with these other drugs at the same time? And you'll find out it's never. They just keep adding to the list. Here's another drug and here's another. And they keep throwing different ones. You go to a different doctor, a different drug. Do they find out you're on five others? No, who cares? Let's just keep it rolling. Keep the pharmaceutical gravy train rolling. Starting in, you know, kindergarten and, and grade school, all the way through middle school and high school and college. And as I mentioned, even people uh, doing, uh, you know, spiritual things like going on missions away from home for the first time and they get depressed and anxious and who knows what's going on. Is it a food issue? It could very well be. Is it a vaccine injury issue? It very well could be, but none of those things are addressed. We just pump you full of these medications. And when I was pointing out that none of these medications that are prescribed are based on any biological, uh, analysis or a plausible test that they validated, that is a blood test. A uh, urinalysis, a uh, hair analysis, uh, you know, name uh, an, an endocrine test, any any of those things. None of those lead to, oh, well, this is conclusive evidence that you need Prozac, Paxil, or Zoloft. So it's an entirely unscientific, patently, I shall say, unscientific methodology, the field of psychiatry. And unfortunately, that's expanded into pediatrics. Pediatric doctors are not psychiatrists giving out ADHD drugs as if they are actual candy. This is the kind of disaster that we're seeing among young people. Now, to get to the spiritual concepts of depression, if you don't know who you are or why you're here, over time, that could lead to depression. 
to be disconnected, to feel disconnected from the source of all creation, the source of all healing. So that's real. But in terms of the physiological damage or injury from vaccines, heavy metals, nutrient deficiencies, essential fat deficiencies, because we're fat phobic as a culture even today, can lead to brain emotional issues that are not not in any way corrected by giving Prozac, Paxil, Zoloft, or uh, Ritalin, or anti-anxiolytic drugs as well. And so this is, again, a very real issue as we're dealing with such disasters of the psychiatric profession. When it used to be talking, I got no problem with that talk therapy. But when it comes to drugging people that don't have drug deficiencies, that is a disaster. And when it comes to giving injections to people of mRNA variety to alter DNA protein synthesis and the production of spike proteins and who knows what else is happening, we are seeing a dramatic and disastrous loss of life either very quickly after or now in a chronic sense, more people, young, healthy people, athletes around the world dropping dead, all cause cause mortality, increasing death rates well beyond the 2020 start of what they called the COVID pandemic. Joining us now and wish us luck and or, oh, I just saw him and I just lost him. I was just about to bring Ernest on. No, not yet. Uh, not yet. No, uh, I was uh, talking to him on the phone when he uh, connected and you know how that has, when you do that, sometimes it won't let the microphone work uh, on yeah, your stream because right. we're using it gotcha. on the phone call. All right, so he's I'm going to let you cue in. me. I'm going to let you cue me instead of me thinking it was all good. That's all right. Thanks. Super Don. See, this is what happens when you try and think for yourself. You know, I you know. I should be I'm doing right. that. What, 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 was I, what was I thinking? That's not <laughs> All right. Me. So it looks yeah. like he's good. The internet is good. Okay. It looks like the picture is good. If the if the audio is good, then when I click this button right here, yeah. you guys are going to be able to talk. You ready? Yeah. 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 Right, here we go. Right. One, two, three. Ernest Ramirez. God bless you, my brother. Are you really here? I see him, but I don't hear him. This was the test. The audio's not working. The audio's not working. All right, well, I'll let you troubleshoot that behind the scenes, and let's see if we can get this thing working. In the meantime, I got more to say about this uh, psychiatric drugging of everybody, polypharmacy stuff. Uh, apologize for that, guys and gals. But this is the stuff that happens when we're live, and we try to get really important, in my mind, important people because of what their experiences have been. They don't have to be doctors or scientists. I mean, moms and dads, God bless you, the stories that you're telling about being pressured into getting the jabs and thinking you're doing the right thing and, and then losing loved ones, including in the case of Ernest Ramirez, uh, her son Ernesto. And I'm wearing Justice for Ernesto, the T-shirt here today. And you can go to, uh, let's see, J- J- I got to get him on because I want to promote that website for him as well. So, all right, Super D, you can, you can take yourself out of the mix for the moment and I will continue here talking about this. No, wrong person. Uh-huh. No, okay. you're a funny guy. <laughs> All right, Super D can do that. All right, folks, here we go. So back to this article out of the New York Times once again. If you read this, you will be perhaps stunned for the first time. For those of you who have been aware of this for a long time, perhaps you can share it with folks that are not aware yet of the danger of polypharmacy, much less the danger of pharmaceutical psychiatric medicines for children and adolescents, much less adults. We've had Peter Bregan on the show a number of times over the years, and he said that a half a million people a year die because of these drugs, whether it be suicide, homicide, etc. They are initiating violence from people who are on them, especially when you titrate up or down. Uh, when you had a stable dose, perhaps maybe it's arguably a little less dangerous, but uh, still knowing that there is no basis for any of these psychiatric drugs to be used. Uh, and I know that there are people out there that would claim, well, I wasn't helped by anything and I tried everything and it wasn't until I got on 
name the drug that I feel somewhat sane. I'm not going to argue against your experience if that's been your experience, but I would just say be very cautious should you have to move that dose up or down because that's when the worst disasters tend to happen, including the majority of the so-called school shootings since the 1990s. These kids have been on psychiatric drugs, psychiatric medications that remove the governor on behavior. What do I mean by that? It means we've all, we're human. We've all had thoughts of uh, depression. Uh, Maybe we've had thoughts of homicide and suicide, just being depressed. It's like, I wish I could end it all. Or, oh, that person is so horrible. I just wish I could just, you know, that kind of thing. It's part of a normal uh, human experience, but it's not normal to actually engage or act on it. When I say normal, I mean healthy normal. That is when these drugs came about, they tended to remove that normal limitation where you might have those thoughts, but you would not act on those thoughts and suddenly now it removed the limitation on acting on those thoughts psychosis etc that were induced by the very drugs that the psych doctors were saying well this this will help you this will help you and so on and on it goes that this uh this uh, psychiatric drugging of the human species who does it more than the people of america the united states of drug america that's an embarrassing statistic knowing we're the leading the leading utilizers or users of these of these drugs in these drug categories but it also is exemplifying, or let's say it's it's made a harsh reality of example that we are we are off purpose, we are off mission. That we have so many people depressed today, so many young people, and partly uh, exacerbated by the COVID lockdowns and shutdowns and the masking. But we have been disconnected from source, and I've said this many times. I'll say it again: that if you're a doctor or a healer or a teacher the real underlying purpose of what you are to do is to connect people to the source of all healing and knowledge itself. And that's their divinity, your divinity. That is your connection to the divine, your connection to God. And Dr. Elizabeth Lee Vliet had said it last hour as well. That is the mission and purpose. Now, how it manifests from there is the direction you get from God or spirit will be unique to you, but it will not ask you to harm or kill if there's a litmus on, did God tell you to do that? You know, you hear people say, I heard the voice. God told me to do this. It's like, no, sorry, God's not telling you to do that. And, and uh, they're, de- they're, you know, Decepticons in terms of Luciferian, uh, not of only ideologies, but manifestations by people that are godless and don't acknowledge a divine purpose for being here. Now, everybody's got a different perspective on what that might be. But I don't believe we're here to purposefully kill people and break things like our military industrial complex believes, perhaps, and and or the pharmaceutical industrial complex that controls them. Talk about experimenting on troops, much less experimenting on all of us through uh, declarations of emergency that are not real, but they become real after they've been declared. And so you have no ability to, uh, let's say, deny injections that you don't want unless you're willing to stand up or sit down in a Rosa Parks moment among many. And I've seen many memes out there. I don't know if y'all have seen these that just say, hey, congratulations. If you haven't gotten COVID jabbed, you have just withstood one of the most powerful psychiatric or psychological experiments on mankind ever in terms of pressuring you. Not only pressure from governmental sources, but uh, authoritarians within medicine and doctors and scientists and media, but pressure from your neighbors, your family members, your friends who have fallen prey to propaganda and you're still shot free. That says a lot about your ability to withstand just about anything and everything. And I don't mean go to get cocky about it, 
but maybe to be humbled that you have been guided by something far greater and more powerful than Anthony Fauci or anal Schwab, Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum. So I, I see Super Don's really trying to work hard to get uh, get us uh, earnest on, but I won't I won't go to it until he tells me we can try. He's trying to do it on a phone. No, 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 no. We can try it one more time, then reschedule. Okay. All right. So here we go. And then we'll, you'll let me know, Super Don, when we have to take our break, because we normally don't, except when we're on uh, the TV hour. Ernest Ramirez, let's see if we can hear you now, Ernest. Uh, can you hear me? Hello? Hey, hey man, brother. Yes. Okay. How you doing, sir? Good. We're wearing the same t-shirt. Hooray. <laughs> Finally. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Hi. Thank yeah, you for rushing home. I know how busy you are and have been ever since you lost your son. We got to meet at the Nurse Freedom Network event in outside of Nashville uh, with Kimberly Overton, and we got to hang out in the same same uh, Airbnb or whatever it was we were at. And I just enjoy it. And I enjoyed meeting you not thrilled about the story you have to tell, but you must tell it because we want to prevent this from happening to any other family or friend. And uh, if you can maybe run through that story of your son, Ernesto and what happened. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Like I've said plenty of times, I'm uh, I was a single parent. Ray Jr. on my own since the day he was born. Uh, you know, he was my best friend. We were never, ever apart. We're always together. So, by like I said, uh, at the age of seven, I bought a couple of baseball gloves. I wanted to teach my son how to play catch. I tried to spend all the time I could with my son because I wanted him to know what a father's love was. Since I didn't know, I've never had that father figure. So I made sure I poured my heart and soul into my son. And uh, so we, we played catch, and that's exact same day he wanted to play ball. So I signed him up with the local Little League, and then uh, he played baseball for seven years. He was a wonderful player, one of the best players around. Uh, he was well-known here in the, our community because – uh, he'd come up to bat and they'd, they'd yell out, uh, uh, Ernesto's at bat, and everybody would run back. You know, they knew they knew Junior. Or uh, when he went up to um, base, he was constantly stealing all the bases, you know, harass, you know, picking on the pitchers to make them throw a ball so he can, you know, steal. He, I mean, he, he was a character on the field. All the coaches knew him. They would always tell the team to leave him alone. Don't try to get him out because they knew how Junior was. He was just a wonderful baseball player. That was a sport. You know, I was never really into sports, but like I said, I ended up coaching Little League for seven years because of him, mm-hmm. and I loved it. You know, I met someone, uh, so many wonderful children, and it was like another family, and he was well-loved by everyone. <clears throat> and to be honest, too, the, the other, a couple weeks ago, I went, I go to my, visit my son every Sunday. And uh, one of his teammates had went by. <clears throat> I left him a baseball. And it said, I love and miss you, my brother. 
And that meant a lot to me because mm-hmm. that boy, he went out of his way to go visit Junior. Mm. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know the story, Ernest, we got to take a, a brief pause in a moment uh, to get come back to it. And, you know, like I said, it, it, tears come to my eyes and my stomach gets churning with also anger because of how this has happened, not only to your son, but so many. And I want to talk about that as well, what led to this and his untimely passing as a young young boy, your your son and, and a young man, in fact, what he's developing into. Uh, and this story needs to be told. So stick around. Uh, more with Ernest Ramirez. We're going to talk about it also, JuniorsGuardianVoice.com, the website where you can support it. We'll be right back. Okay, Ernest, uh, we're on a break for Brideon.tv, but many of our audience that joins us here live on the Robert Scott Bell Show website, as well as on some social media, still can see us and hear us for a couple of minutes, and then we'll be back with the larger group to talk more about the the story that they haven't heard. Some of them, many of them have, of course. Um, and it's like I said, it's good to see you, uh, my brother. I wish I could give you a big hug again. Uh, and I understand you also told me, uh, before going, coming on the show today, you're scrambling because you have to get a passport. You've been invited to speak all the way in, in Austria or Switzerland or something. Vienna, Austria. Oh my gosh. That was one of my favorite places to go, Austria. I had, uh, I was, I just, I was in, uh, St. Louis and. I ran into Dr. Malone, Urso, uh, Cole, um, all of the wonderful doctors, and Dr. Witcher, <clears throat> and uh, most of them are going to Austria. And they told me, Ernest, you need to come with us. We want you with us. Wow. So that's why I'm trying to put a rush, because less than two weeks. And I've, I've never got a passport. I've never been out of the country other than Mexico. So I'm trying to put a rush on it. I'm trying to contact everyone I can to get this passport, you know, cleared. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, the, something. the state department doesn't often act quickly, but I, I, I pray that, uh, the spirit will move them to get you a passport so you can attend be there in Austria with everybody. Well, out in Houston, they told me that, uh, they'd give me the passport that same day if I show up in person. Wow. So I'll take, I'll take a day off and go up there because I told my, I need it with before within two weeks, and uh, they said they could do it. So you know, hopefully it goes. Everything goes good because I posted I, a lot of my followers. I told them that I may end up in Austria. <clears throat> I already have people asking me to since I'm out there. They want me to go to Germany too to stop and uh, speak in Germany. So we'll see what ends up out of this trip. Your your son is, just, is so still with you guiding you and inspiring so many from his young life and what he went through. And again, I want to come back to the, the larger audience. If they haven't heard of your story, we're going to go into that right now. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. Stand by. All right. Welcome back. We're back with our TV audience. Uh, my guest this hour, Ernest Ramirez, his son, junior Ernesto, uh, lost his life way too soon. And it relates to, you know, it, the COVID jabs that are out there. And Ernest, we, you know, got a little bit of the backstory on him. What a bright light. Uh, and even his teammates still visiting him, uh, in, you know, at, at the gravesite. And yet, you know, what a, a sad, tragic story, too. And, and yet you're you're willing to continue to relive this as I feel the emotions from you every time you retell the story. Why? Because you don't want your son's loss 
of life to be a tragedy anybody else visits. I know that from you, from meeting you and hanging out with you as well. And I gr I'm grateful for all that you're doing since this time, this, this tragedy happened. Yeah, sir. Thank you. Yeah, because like I said, I, I, I try to raise my, my son to be a man, a good man, you know, be respectful. He would always open doors for women. If he seen that they needed help, he'd go, he'd volunteer automatically to help them with whatever they were doing. He never stood by to watch anyone. He always offered him his help to everyone. That's, you know, that's what I tried to instill in him since he was little. He always said, responded, you're no, sir, you know, because I told him that's the proper way to do it. I told him you, when you talk to someone, you look him straight in the eye when you talk. Firm handshake. And when he when I'd introduce him to people and the women, he'd shake their hands, hug them and give them a kiss on the cheek. The men, he'd shake their hands firmly and look them in the eye. So, you know, I tried to, like I said, I tried to raise a, a proper man, which I believe I, I did. And, you know, he was, like I said, he was well known and, and loved because uh, the way he was towards everyone. He, mm -hmm. and I always taught him that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that you need to be a good man. You better, you need to have people respect you. And uh, also that he needed to protect anyone that couldn't protect themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's what that I feel is too. If I don't. If I don't do what I'm doing, I can hear him telling me that, I, mm. you know, Dad, you need to practice what you preach. So that's why I do this, because I know Junior would want me to do that. Yes. So, so, like so let's said, go. Time, mm -hmm. I was going to say, like I said, plenty of times I could stay here at home and grieve by myself. But I'm pretty sure Junior wouldn't like that. And uh, so that's why I need to at least go try. And if I can say one or two, it makes it worth it. Well, and you are, you absolutely are with this message and you're reaching out to various communities and not just one uh, and having a great impact. Again, our links are up there at robertscottbell.com in the show notes today, August 29th, 2022. Ernest Ramirez. Uh, Ernest, now the difficult task of revisiting the thing, the events that led up to the passing of your son, <laughs> the untimely passing of your son in the COVID fear campaigns and all the things that you know parents inadvertently did who didn't even think about not trusting doctors and authorities. All of these stories have, have come out. I know you're not alone. You know you're not alone, but this is a story that's having great impact on so many, uh, profoundly positive impact despite the difficulty in, in, in revisiting it. So, I, again, I'm grateful that you'll do that. What was it that led you to get your son the COVID jab that then manifested the, the horrific event that occurred? The media. You know, our national media, because uh, naturally when all this hit, me being a single parent, I was worried about my son. So we stayed locked up indoors. We wouldn't go out like, you know, I wouldn't let him go out and play in the neighborhood like we used to, you know. So we stayed indoors all the time. We used masks, sanitizer, like they said, when we did go out. And uh, all they were showing on media was people catching COVID being rushed to the hospital, put on ventilators, and dying. There was you, you didn't see anyone coming out of the hospital. And I didn't want to see my son like that. And at that time, too, they wouldn't allow family members to be with their uh, uh, the, the sick. And I know I would have forced my way in there because uh, I've never been away from my son. And uh, 
I said, I'm going to end up getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. So I went and got the Moderna because I'd rather test it on myself before I offered it to my son. So they started advertising, announcing, Pfizer said it's safe and effective for children, teenagers. And I waited a little bit, and then <clears throat> they kept on. That's all I would see. First, they make sure they showed them people were dying of COVID. And this miracle drug will prevent anyone from catching it and anyone from transmitting it to somebody else, which now we know that's a lie. So I, I asked him, I said, come on, they say it's safe for children, so let's go get the vaccine. He said, sure, Dad. So we went, and he, has, he got the first dose, and nothing, no reaction or nothing, you know, for five days. Every day was a normal day. You know, I wake him up in the morning, give him a hug and a kiss for, before school. And when I get home in the afternoon, he'd come out, running out, and uh, I'd give him a hug and a kiss. And we'd plan, what are we going to do? You want me to cook or we're going to go eat supper? And, uh, you know, like it was just a normal day, you know, like every day was. Like I said, I, I felt like a millionaire because I had my, my son, who was also my best friend. And uh, I'll thank the good Lord for every day that I had with him because I, I felt it was a blessing because, you know, we had our house and we had each other. So, so you're five, so, you're five days in, you described to the first Pfizer jab, what you had no apparent events or adversities that are occurring. Well, what was the next experience coming up? That, uh, <clears throat> Junior's best friend, they grew up together. They were like brothers. They were always on the phone or by each other's side. They were never apart. They were good friends since two years old. They would be outside playing. I'd be out there watching both children because uh, my neighbor was one of my best friends and his wife, good Christian woman, always worried about me and Junior. Uh, she would always make she wanted to make sure we had something to eat, even though we didn't need it. But she wanted to make sure we knew that she was there for us. Anyway, uh, she called me that uh, that Saturday and told me, "Mister, hey, Mister, can I take the boys out to eat and play basketball?" And I said, "Sure, ma'am." Uh, and I met Junior at the front door. He he, uh, he came out of his room and asked me, and I I would always tell him no because of the COVID. And I figured since he had his first dose, it, he, it was safe. So I met him at the front door. Naturally, I gave him some money, and I gave him a hug and a kiss. And I told him, you know, to behave and call me if you need anything. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to be the last time I talked to him. So they went. She said they went. Oh, stand by. We just lost uh, the link to Ernest here in the midst of this, uh, again, brutal, brutal story that you're partly hearing about the loss of his son. And uh, as I said, he's not the only one that lost loved ones. We've had many friends that were lost not only to COVID uh, uh, jabs, but also um, to the hospital protocols for people that just manifested symptoms of COVID or maybe they didn't even manifest symptoms of COVID. Uh, and then they tested positive based on two negatives that they, they, they charged up to a third test as analysis. I've talked to people that were working within those testing facilities associated with hospitals and the hospitals desperately needed everybody to come back with a positive 
test in order to gain uh, money from the U.S. taxpayer directly or indirectly through inflation now as we're learning and uh, facilitate a profitability of those hospitals that were no longer doing a lot of other things in the two years of, of COVID. Uh, and that's, again, many, many casualties of this propaganda and fear campaign. And the way Ernest describes it, as many Americans were bombarded with these media messages, Edward Bernays, you know, had nothing on what they were, were doing in terms of propagandizing people. News cycle, you know, uh, everybody's going to the hospital and they're not coming out. You don't want to get COVID. Hey, there's this miraculous injection or injections that will prevent you from getting it and will stop you from spreading it. Turns out again, as Ernest acknowledged, that was an absolute lie. And, and, and there, this young man lost his life and, you know, Ernest's father and on behalf of his son, junior is telling the world the story and will not be quieted, will not be shut up. Even if a technological uh, hiccup happens, like we've just seen again, right in the midst of uh, telling the story, uh, I would urge you to check out the links in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. And Super Don, you can you can show that on screen how uh, as they go into the uh, website visually. If you can go to our show notes today, August 29th, you'll scroll down, see who our first hour guest was. And you'll go to the second hour guest, Ernest Ramirez, picture with his son. And, uh, uh, you know, some of the con the content that you can link to in terms of supporting this mission to put the word out for others that they shouldn't have to have this tragedy happen to them, an artificial induction of death. This was not, you know, an accident like getting hit by a car or a bus or, you know, this is something far different. This is a pharmaceutical, uh, it's a murder. It's a murder, as are those that we have lost due to these COVID jabs and or hospital treatment. So Superdon's showing the link that you have. Uh, One of the websites that you can go to is JR. S, like juniors, J-R-S, guardianvoice.com, juniorsguardianvoice.com. And there's also, a, I think, a, a kind of a, a not, not GoFundMe, but a, a fundraiser as well we have linked up. It's a give, uh, send, go. Is it a give, send, go? All right, thanks. I think so, yeah. It says, it says Life Funder is the website, Life Funder. So I don't know if that's the same or not. Um, but oh, there, Well, there's also a give, send, go. Okay, I, I was just clicking on the links that I had here. I, I don't know if we'll get Ernest back on. I mean, the story is brutal to, to relive every time he has to speak it, much less for those of us who hear it. And again, think about, you know, as a dad or as a grandpa, Super Don, doing your duties you, you think you have to protect your son or your grandkid, to protect the, the larger community by getting the jab you've been hearing everywhere, propagandized 24-7 on the news cycle, uh, government bureaucrats, doctors, scientists, uh, media personnel coming out and saying, you must get this, you must get this. And then you do it. And then very soon after your son or your daughter or your grand, I mean, th- you just think about that. You're like, no, this shouldn't be happening. But Ernest had to wake up in a brutal and a vicious way to know what he knows today. And he's speaking out so that others don't have to experience the tragedy he's experienced as well. Yes, sir. The uh, the Life Funder link. I okay. guess that's an old link. Apparently, that campaign it's not active anymore. Okay. That. It was not active anymore. So okay. All right. I don't know how yeah. I clicked on that. I must have clicked that's something okay. wrong. No, no, I think it was an old link. Okay. I was just looking. It's been updated to a Gibson Go. You know, the funny thing is, is you know, a lot of. Uh, let me get back over to so you guys can. There we go. Mm-hmm. Hey, now we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um. 
a lot of these these fundraising sites, you know, people have have attempted to try and use them for various things, whether it was vaccine injury or mm-hmm. uh, you know fundraising in order to be able to you know pr- protest and stuff like that. And they've mm-hmm. really clamped down. You know, talk about censorship. We dealt with yeah. censorship on a lot of levels and with these fundraising websites. Uh, you know, because a lot of people would use GoFundMe and and stuff like that, and they yeah. would shut those things down because they were about vaccines, you know, yeah, or, vaccine and injury like and acknowledging. So it, fortunately, yeah. Give Send Go is mm-hmm. one of those that it's a faith based um, site, and they have more or less thumbed their nose at the uh, the the. They're not discriminating against those that are bringing up vaccine injury and death. You know, right. the concern I have, of course, is they are using the banking system that they still could be vulnerable. But it's true. Uh, you know it, what? Yeah, you're 100 percent right. This yeah. is this is something that we witnessed. And I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. when the Canadians were doing the protest up there mm-hmm. and they had a, a giant Gibson go. And it was just like hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars or something like that. And they yeah. actually were able to uh, stop it at the bank. Yeah. So that the money could not be transferred to people's bank accounts. And if, yeah. if it got transferred to the bank, then they seized the money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, yeah. a lot of these things are like in theory. We'll talk about them. Well, they might be able to do this. Sure. They might be able to do that. Well, now we can see. Yeah, they can. They do have the ability yeah. to do that kind of stuff. All right. Well, let me just recap. Unfortunately, Ernest, uh, he's not connected. I'm going to guess his moment. phone died. Yeah, he, he probably used up all the battery. But yeah. suffice it to say, his son was 16 years old. He, he got the Pfizer jab in April. And that was not long after it was authorized for teenagers. And we talked about five days after the shot, he, he, he was dead of, um, you know, a cardiac event, a collapse. His, his heart twi- twice the size it was supposed to be. So you talk about myocarditis and pericarditis post-vaccination. And, you know, he died suddenly in the midst of, you know, and as, as Ernest said, he was sending his kid out to have a, a wonderful time and a day and, didn't know it was the last time and uh, here's what i'll just i'll read the quote from the website about this and you can go link you know to his story as we have linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com uh quote and you can show it on the screen if you don't mind it's there in the notes from Ernest. i was the father of a 16 year old son a single parent i raised my boy since he was a baby he meant the world to me we were always together he was my best friend we got the pfizer vaccine because i thought it would protect him I thought it was the right thing to do. My government lied to me. They said it was safe, and now I go home to an empty house. He was my baby boy. They need to stop pushing this on our children. I lost mine. You need to protect yours. I love the hell out of my country, but I don't trust my government anymore. That's Ernest Ramirez. And that's something, you know, we have been messaging you. I have been messaging you on this show for decades now. And yet, Ernest didn't hear the message because the mainstream media is so dominant and loud that would dismiss messages like ours. And, you know, they're desperate attempts to censor us and deplatform us and folks that are messaging similarly, whether they've been doing it for decades or they just joined us. I don't care whenever they come to the realization and share it. I just wish it wasn't because of the tragedy, like learning, losing a son like Ernest did. But that is why the the new media as we talk about is growing and has more listeners and viewers via podcast sites etc than all of these other mainstream legacy media channels sometimes combined but yet there are still so many people trapped by it the illusion falling prey to authoritarians 
And God bless Ernest Ramirez because he's speaking out so that this doesn't happen again. And we don't have delusions of grandeur. I know he doesn't. We can't prevent everything bad from happening, but we're not silent about it. And I would ask that you would speak out. I know sometimes it's inconvenient. It's uncomfortable, but listen to the voice of God, spirit, however you are hearing those messages. And if it tells you, yeah, you got to say, you got to speak up. You got to speak out. It's time not to be silent at this point with this. So we covered uh, the story of uh, psychiatric drugs. Uh, Super Donna, there was a, a, a physician story that I want to cover, but I don't think I can do it justice today. So we might bump it till tomorrow, but it was about how many hours a physician would need <laughs> yeah. in a day to that's provide optimal patient care. That's a really yep. good story to cover. And that's out of the journal of general All right. internal we'll, medicine. We'll recycle that for tomorrow. Okay. And if you want to read about it, it's in the notes today. You'll get a sneak preview. Um, we do have questions of the day. We have comments of the day. And uh, it looks like Ernest is trying to reconnect here. Let's see if we can go. Okay, look, we're flo we're floating through this and, and I'm going to test it out, see if I can bring Ernest back in to the mix. Uh, Ernest, you there? Oh, no, we lost. I see you. I see you, Ernest. But the connection may be so poor that we'll have to follow up with you again at another time. I just shared your story, the things you couldn't, share with the audience because of the, the technological uh, disruption or interruption i'll keep an eye on it see yep. if we can get you on okay uh and we've got links to the 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 the, the give send go fund place as well and uh pray that you can get that passport in time so you can also go to austria and i know that you've been tirelessly traveling wherever you could to speak and share the story of junior and and the tragic loss so that others don't have to experience it again ever Yes, sir. So, uh, is there a, a, a an event coming up in the United States that you, we should know about? If anybody wants to meet you and give you a great big hug, too. Okay, when I come back from Austria, uh, we have an event in Idaho, and and both of these are next month. Also, I'll be in Austria, hopefully, on the fourteenth of September. And then when I come back, I'll be preparing to go. And that's just next month. October uh, 6th and 7th in uh, Orlando, Florida. So we'll be there together. And then uh, and after that, uh, that same Friday, I fly to Kentucky eight, on the 8th and 9th for another event there. Mm -hmm. And then I have, I'll be somewhere. I have to squeeze in Houston, and also. Okay. All right, Ernest. And, I I, I got to let you go because the the connection's not good. I don't want people to miss your words, but you know you're welcome here anytime. I know how busy you are, and I'm grateful you rushed home to be able to make make it at all possible so we can share Junior's story on the on on my show as well. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. God bless you, Ernest Ramirez. Big hugs. Lots of love. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so sorry that technically we weren't able to get the whole of the story, but you can uh, plug in to the connected links we have at robertscottbell.com. Now, Super Don, in the time we have left uh, today on the broadcast, remember after our, our Brideon.tv simulcast, you can always join us for a continuation of what we call the bonus round over at robertscottbell.com slash listen, or it's available as a podcast later as well. We have some questions of the day. They're more like comments of the day with questions peppered in. Uh, I don't know if we have a comment of the day theme or not, but we can dive into that before we get into uh, 
the science fiction reality of ashes in space, apparently. <laughs> I like the way you put that. Mm -hmm. The scientific... What did you say? I the said science the science fiction reality. Science fiction. Oh, so it's not even scientific. It's well, science I'm talking fiction. about the science fiction that precedes it, not necessarily the event that is to occur, just so you know. Give me okay. A, well, all right. So you want a comment of the day theme. I think I might be able to pull that off here. <laughs> How about uh, we'll do it right here. Uh, oh, come on. Work. All right. <laughs> so one of the comments of the day, and they're all. That was cool. That it, was terrible. No, it that wasn't. was terrible. Why? Why was it terrible? That just didn't play right. Anyway. Uh, all right. Whatever. All right. Anyway, over to the show notes. Yes, the first comment yeah. of the day is is something that you requested. Yes. And my plea, my plea for a pickle recipe because um, we have so many cucumbers and my wife is desperately trying to eat them all, and so I'm looking for a good one. And now we have one thanks to uh, who sent this one in? Meredith. Meredith, thank you, Meredith. Meredith sent in a fermented pickle recipe for you. So, if anybody out there is is looking for how to make pickles, mm -hmm. you got it's cucumbers on, on, on our website coming it's out on your the, ears. On the homepage here. There's a link for video instructions and everything there. So check it out. So thank you, Meredith, for that. Yes. Now this next comment of the day is awesome. Scroll on down. This is the headline was in in the email, so you would open it. It was very sneaky of of. Uh, uh, Linda, she says, Super Don, you are amazing. And you, of course, went right to that one and opened it up. She did that on purpose. Yeah, I know. She knew that I would. I would it open was it. very cute. And yeah. she says, I thought that that might catch your attention away from the other mundane emails. I, She says, I have been a listener to the RSB show on Apple Podcasts since about the end of 2021. So we're in the midst at that point, of course, of COVID crazy for a year or so almost. And uh, she says she cannot watch the show live as she's in Sydney, Australia. Hmm. Of all places. Well, welcome from Sydney later. That's okay. You're in the future. So by the time you listen, it's just the present. Thank you, Linda. Anyway, I just wanted you to know how much I love the show. And here's why. She says this. It's informative. Covers a mixture of topics. Robert's homeopathic background knowledge and common sense in his daily musings. Do I do daily musings? You kind of do sometimes, yeah. I, I'm trying to be amusing. But yes. okay. Uh, yes. No intrusive advertising interspersed with humor, and she spells it in the British way, humor, H-U-M-O-U-R, so she's legit, especially yeah. the good-natured banter between the two of you. I don't yeah. know what she's talking about, good-natured banter. I mean, we're, we're, we're drawing blood behind the scenes here between you and Big me, time. right, Superty? Big yeah. time. No, oh, hey, wait a minute. Nobody what? talks about Fight Club. Stop oh, it. that's right. Sorry about that. That's right. okay. She says, I've been an avid podcast listener to many shows for a number of years in the health arena, but I'm finding that I am reducing my listening list as I get all I need to know on a daily basis from the R, I think she meant RSB show. <laughs> yes, yes. Thanks for all your hard work, Super Don, and putting on a great show. Kind regards, Linda. And, and by the way, that, that that makes you nervous anytime someone says they're getting all they need to know from the RSB it show. It does, although I feel a little bit better because I'm going to hope that Linda is subscribed to our newsletter. newsletter. Yeah. Because at least then you're getting kind of a, a good portion yeah. of what it is that I've, I've seen in the news. But yeah. And, and if not, Linda, sign up. Come on. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you can do this from Australia, but in the States and Canada, you can text RSB to 22828. Now, the PS is, could we please have your wife's Amish chicken recipe that you mentioned recently? I didn't <laughs> that, mention that, so that was your wife's. That made me laugh because that was like months ago that I was just raving over uh, this this meal that, that we have here from time to time that I just absolutely love. Yeah. 
Um, and so apparently, I guess I did a good job of describing it because Linda wants the recipe. So if you actually, if you scroll down, oh look at that, it's just right below, below that. That this is the recipe. Uh, my wife modified it just a little bit. Um, okay. In that she buys the frozen egg noodles instead of just the the pasta, you know, type okay. thing. And if you want to make this, you know, like a you know a good quality meal, you just substitute the uh, you know the what it says in the ingredients for clean. Organic, organic, quality. yeah, yeah non-GMO yeah. and stuff like that. But I guarantee you, you make this thing. Oh, yeah, it sounds like the, delicious. The and by the way, best. people always ask that. It's like, how do you make it clean? Like, do you just switch the ingredients? Out. It's so easy. It's yeah, you don't have to buy an organic cookbook. Yeah. You can just buy a cookbook and then just right put clean ingredients in it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. She has yeah. a double PPS or P. I can't remember how I found out about the show, but back in January, February, I was loving the music at the end of the show. It was a big band number. Any chance of hearing it again, at least. Let me know what the piece of the music was. So we play those big band numbers at the end of the uh, bonus. At the round. end, and it's typically yeah. three that I, I kind of rotate yeah. around. So I know uh, the if one you want to know who it about. is, yeah. Um, this is music that I I got from a music service that I subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, there is a, a band you know name, an okay. artist name. So I'll see if I I'll dig that up. And Dude, I'll, we're running I'll out of time, know. Super Don. Do you want to do? Right, the, we got thirty Lieutenant? seconds. You want to do we the Uhura story? Uhura, real quick. You know what? I think if I think what we should do because we can't do as you said, do it justice. Yeah. Uh, we'll do it in the bonus time. So if you have Brian, yeah, uh, you'll have to go over to uh, uh, and check out our our video uh, okay. after the fact. All right. And see why we're talking about Lieutenant Uhura. And 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 Super Don's newsletter for the Robert Scott Bell Show. You'll learn about that as well. Thanks for being here, y'all. Appreciate it. Thanks to Ernest. Uh, Ramirez, and thanks to Dr. Lee uh, Vliet. Dr. Um, Vliet was terrific. So with that, we're going to sign off for the moment. Bonus round coming up. Power to Heal is yours. Boy, as much as I'd love to have a, a smooth TV hour, when we, when we plan guests... Uh, for that hour because it's a special hour when we're simulcasting and it reaches a you know whole new audience often a larger audience uh, and yet we're like i don't know if we're ah, cursed i don't want to say that but <laughs> uh, you know i uh, i haven't quite figured out the magic formula on that yet because yeah. you know in the email that i send out to guests right you know in yeah. the morning you know it's uh, shoot it out here's we're you know we're excited to have you on the show Here's a link to connect. And then I put in bold black. And to this morning, I even added important to the to the beginning of the paragraph. You know, we need to test the connection to make sure that everything is working okay. And before yeah. you know, I'm available between now and 3 o'clock Eastern time, you just let me know when. Yeah. And, well, and it's like people think- see the, the link to connect, and then that's all they see. They just yeah. like. You know, the thing is, we wanted Ernest on a few weeks ago, and yeah. he was just he just slammed busy, so it wasn't yeah. possible for him to come on early to test this time. But we and Murphy's Law is not being nice to Ernest right now. We were, I was yeah. talking with him behind the scenes, and he said he was on his way home yeah. and trying to hurry to get there, and his transmission started slipping. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just like, oh, man. That's, I, have you ever had that happen before? That's just Yeah, uh, that's, I know the feeling. That's no good. Like. <laughs> You're like, am I going to be able to make it home? Mm-hmm. So, anyway. But we got, we did get him on for a little bit, and yeah. um, we'll, just, we'll just have to try again. Yeah. 
<sighs> All right. Well, we were going to do uh, Dr. Uhura. No, it's not Dr. Uhura. It's yeah, Lieutenant it's Uhura. Doctor? What are you Lieutenant about? Uhura. The original one from the Star bad, Trek. Bad, I know bad, they've bad. done a few, a few different Actually, versions. you know what? There is one more comment of the day here. Oh, do we? Okay. We could, yeah. we could finish on that. I sure. think it would be a really good idea because it's all about me. Oh, all right. Well, definitely. Well, no, I guess you. actually it's about me, but it's about you. Oh, and well, that's this weird. is coming. This is coming from uh, Marge. Let me okay. see if I can just. I'll zoom in here a little bit. Marge Lynn Kaleha, certified health coach in Lansing. In Michigan. Lansing, Michigan. Now, see what she's doing. She's responding because uh, in the newsletter that I send on mm -hmm. Sundays, mm -hmm. it says on there that we're you know always looking for input. You know, how can we make this newsletter more fun, more interesting, more informative? Please yeah. shoot us an email, leave us a message, etc. Yeah. And so she was responding to this. And the, and the subject line says, how to make your newsletters better? Mm -hmm. And she says, RSB, these are so amazing. I cannot imagine there's any way to improve them. I could spend hours here clicking on this, clicking on that. On days that I'm short on time, I just go to the poll and cast my vote. Those are just marvelous. <laughs> I love all the description words here. And the poll topics are current and relevant and fun. She says, you are an amazing man. Yes, very amazing. Among the spreaders of truth and light coming into view today, you are right at the top. Aww. Much love, Margie Linkley, a certified health coach, Lansing, Michigan. Now I'm confused to who she was like praising, you or me. Well, she was Because it, it matters. We're keeping track, you know. That's all right. She thinks you did the newsletter. <laughs> no, I keep telling everybody. It's but you know what? If it weren't for yeah. you, there wouldn't be yeah. a newsletter. Yeah. Because then I wouldn't be here. So, right. you know. So it's, a, it's a team it's effort. A, it's, it is yeah. a team effort. It was definitely a team effort. And uh, speaking of the newsletter, yeah. um, today's uh, poll. Poll questions. Yes. How Go much ahead. will high prices and inflation affect your holiday season this year? Why were you thinking of that already? Was there an article about uh, future plans for holidays? No. Or just it just as a whim that you came up with that? I just I just come up with stuff, you know? You're amazing. And, and like trivia questions. And so one of the answers a lot, we're definitely cutting back on celebrations this year. Somewhat might change our spending a little. Not much. We are going all out like usual or not sure. Oh, this is a hard one. I'm going to say in this audience somewhat might change our spending a little will be the leader well i can't tell you because i'm having trouble logging into the dang constant contact now hold on okay and now jet is flying over. Yeah. <laughs> all right so what did you say you thought it was going to be uh, i think the somewhat might change our spending a little is in the lead uh and i don't know after that well let's see here um uh, how about Oh, you know what? I think you got it. Hold on. I got I got to zoom in on it now. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I was not prepared for this. Ah, you only know the show ends once a day. I know, day but long. I was too busy pushing all the buttons and stuff. No, no. Right, and also so, you were troubleshooting with uh And with that. Support. So it uh, turns out you can't read it. Hold we on. can't 36. see it. So what? a lot uh, actually is the winner on this one. Why am I still seeing today's poll without the uh, answers? On my screen. Because I didn't click this. Right? Ah, okay. Thank you. So there, there you go. we go. So, so it ooh. is not what you thought. It actually no. turns out that there are more people that are concerned 
Wow. About prices and inflation, and they are planning on cutting back on celebrations this year. A lot. How about that? Well, the impact of inflation is is really hitting. You're planning ahead for the holidays. It's going to be different. It's a big deal. You know, yeah. and, and one of the things is, you know, if you think about celebrations, what usually comes along with celebrations, it's food. Yeah. Food is so expensive right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think like, it's getting less. It's ridiculous. I've never seen this before in my lifetime. Um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, you're going to have people over for Thanksgiving. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? Have have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You, know you got to I mean? get a mortgage to buy a turkey this year. Is that <laughs> what's going to happen? I mean, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. So that's what, uh, that's what our subscribers had to say. Habits, behavior shifting. Well, all I can say is please, 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 if you're out there growing food, and I hope you are, that you're not poisoning your food further with glyphosate or anything else. So remember orangeguard.com. Also, uh, I think I sent you a, an, an email from our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. They're, they've had a special going all month, and it's ending ending the month. And just want to make sure everybody takes advantage of it because you get your 15% discount from Nutritional Frontiers by hitting the code RSB15. And it's a great deal because even the sale items, you can double dip, as they say. Uh, so I just want to see if you can post that because some of them, I think X-Flame was one of them, a lot of inflammation stuff that's on the, on the list for uh, discounts. And a lot of the things that we utilize here, of course, I'm always using the Nutritional Frontiers Full Spectrum Certified Organic U.S. Grown Hemp CBD. The transdermal delivery is amazing. The gummies are amazing. That, that is the best stuff. CBDNF.com. You could sign up, become a customer, and they'll, if you're in the U.S., they'll mention the Robert Scott Bell Show. They'll send you some goodies, too. So, oh, here's the August focus. Bone and joint solutions. So there's going to be a lot of inflammation discussion here. Let me go get you full screen. There we go. 15% off, no minimums. And again, you have the RSB 15 to take it up even further or down further. So it's 15% off and then an additional 15% off after that, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, for yeah. Inflame, X-Flame, those are great, great things. We've talked about green lip muscle stuff, good stuff. Again, be, oh, the Paracil too. Look at that, that's a new formula and we're seeing a lot of parasite issues. So uh, check out nutritionalfrontiers.com, go to cbdnf.com, use the code RSB 15 to take advantage of the great discounts that you get. All right, let's see. What else? We're going to talk about that other doctor story tomorrow. That's the hope. But we were going to talk about Lieutenant Uhura. Well, before and we do that. No, not yet. I before think we we're do, going that, to do that, I've got all kinds of surprises today, oh, okay. other than not knowing how to control the, the, the buttons uh, suddenly here at the end <laughs> yeah. of the show. I don't know why. Uh, Mike and Diane Lockwood wanted to send in a picture. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they have garden. Mm-hmm. They grow watermelons. Oh. This is the largest, they say, the largest watermelon that they have have grown to date. Is that a 20-pounder? It's, it's over, yeah, just a hair over 20 pounds. Nice. That's a big watermelon. I want some of that. We grow little watermelons up here in the high desert, so that is nice. Beautiful. And then one other thing I wanted to bring up that I saw this morning. You know, they uh, the CDC, Rachel Walensky. Mm -hmm. Rochelle. Um, or... Is it Rochelle? Whatever. Well, not that you care. I mean, I'm just going to call her Walensky. Well, is it Nichelle or Nichelle when we go to the next story? It's, uh, well, actually, this has nothing to do with that story. Okay. See, you keep getting to you. We'll get to it when we're ready to get to it. Okay? <laughs> okay. We're trying to force the Star Trek thing here. <laughs> I just wanted to show you something that I noticed this you morning. You were so okay? excited about it. You keep delaying. I am excited about it. Okay. Uh, but, you know, 
Walensky said that they were going to turn over a new leaf, right, over at the CDC. Oh, right. Because we've, more money, more we've power. realized we'll the error of our ways, yeah. and uh, we're going to now uh, go down a new path, but we need to restructure, right? Mm-hmm. So they they got uh, the, they picked the person that's going to handle that. And uh, interestingly enough, her last name was Wakefield. Hmm. Um, I can't remember what her first name is, but this this is this is the new person that is going to be turning and changing things for the CDC to make it all now shiny and new and transparent and honest and forthcoming. Transgendered. Where'd you go? Oh, I just lost Super Don. His his bars went down to zero. I don't know what he's using, but suddenly there, I'm seeing this picture. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. I apologize for not knowing because I don't and know. And then the I, she's not a transgender, so. But uh, I'm looking at. I'm like, she kind of reminds me of somebody else. Does she strike like kind of remind you of somebody else at all? When you when you see this, the lady with the with the the shirt and the scarf. Hey, that's no lady. Is it? Does this kind of remind you of her? It's Burks. <laughs> I'm it, like, wait a minute. But you notice they're both trying to hide an Adam's apple or something there? Is that what? <laughs> what's with the scarves? I don't understand. But it was just funny. I saw her and I was like, wait a minute. That is, is it like, do you have to wear a scarf like to be, in, in, like, to be in charge of the health stuff? And I don't yeah. know. To hide the gender you were born as, I think. I don't know. Okay. All right. Now, now, now we can talk about Lieutenant Uhur. Did you like Star Trek growing up? I did. Of course, I did. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um. I got as I got older. I really got in. I got into Star Trek: The Next Generation mm-hmm. when that came out. I don't know if you watched that or not. TNG. Um, yeah, and that, that was big in England. The Next Generation. I love the Next Generation. Was England. it really? All huge. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it turns out that, uh, you know, Lieutenant Uhura, the, or the lady who played Lieutenant Uhura, she passed away not too terribly long ago, mm-hmm. Nichelle Nichols. And um, they've decided to send her ashes. And I think this is, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. They're going to send her ashes into space. Yeah. And they're not just going to do it on, on any old rocket. Mm-hmm. They're going to do it on a Vulcan rocket. Oh, that's just... That really on a Vulcan rocket? On a Vulcan rocket, isn't that cool? I don't remember her having relations with Mister Spock in she the original series. She did not, series. but you know, we don't have a USS Enterprise, so they had to they had to yeah. do the best they could. No, the question about this is, I mean, normally when you you like do the ashes, you you you'll put them in a mausoleum or bury them so people can visit. How are people going to visit her? I mean, they're not obviously, but. Yeah. Or maybe Elon Does she have Musk family members he... that are like bummed out about? Are they happy? Know. I don't even know. No, she was eighty nine. I know this. I will because you I were all into it. I was not best friends with Nichelle Nichols. Okay, I'm just saying. God, let 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 it be what it's supposed to be here. It's so cool. her cremated remains will be aboard the first Celestis Voyager Memorial Space Flight, which will launch from Cape Canaveral. Celestis Inc. is a private company that conducts memorial space flights. Among oh, the remains also okay. aboard the flight will be the ashes of Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry, uh, his wife, Majelle Barrett Roddenberry, who plays various roles in the shows and films, and James Doohan, who played Scotty. Scotty. So they're, I guess they're sending up the entire 
Almost well, the yeah, as much of the, the crew as they had. They tried to uh, get uh, uh, William Shatner to get on there, too, but he wasn't quite ready. He wasn't ready yet. He wasn't ready. God bless William Shatner. <laughs> he keeps going. We love that. Although wow. he did. You know, he did go up in that in that uh, that rocket that, right. uh, what's his face that's, from Amazon. That simulator, that thing that he did, right? It was not a simulator. It, it was a, a real simulator? thing. Oh, it went up thing. in the air and came back down. I watched it. Ain't nothing but the real thing. And I mean, speaking it, of watching, yes, I was all excited about the uh, the Artemis One that was supposed to launch this morning. Yeah, and it didn't. And I, I was going to watch it, but then I found out that it was supposed to take off at three thirty in the morning. I was not going to get up at three thirty to watch oh. a rocket. But it didn't but they, go they up anyway. Up, they scrapped the uh, the launch because of uh, apparently there was some kind of fuel leak problem and so apparently they're gonna have to reschedule it a few but that is the one that is going to take the capsule yeah. that the uh, men will eventually be in to go back to the moon and they're they were launching it up and it's supposed to For i think the first it's supposed time to like go go around the moon and come back you know type thing and test it to do make they, sure did, that do they have okay. the uh radiation shielding that they don't have i yet? don't know i don't work at nasa okay but um anyway it is frustrating. I'll tell you. I actually had this conversation with my with my family over the the weekend mm-hmm. um, about you know the whole reason why do we have to send up a capsule to test it? Yeah. Since they already we've had people well, that since they more give than COVID once are jabs, supposedly supposed to have gone to the moon and back already. Dude, they give COVID jabs without testing it on humans, right? Yeah, I guess. What? So you're you're praising NASA for testing it first? Uh, look, you you Is know my perspective doing? on on going to the moon. I, I'm I just know. they have not answered adequately the scientific challenges to the claims that they even went the first time. I know, and you know what I've told. I've just you, I've just had to just ignore you when you say those things for a while. But I will I, admit, and like I, I was saying, it's kind of like why why do we have to test it? Mm-hmm. You would think that if they if they went in 1969 to the moon, yeah. And came back, and then other guys went to the moon. Because how many times have we supposedly been to the moon? Like two or three times or something like that? Is what the, the story is? Yeah. Uh, why is it do we have to test Start this, over as an unmanned. Start over yeah. as if we're not sure exactly how to do it, you know? Yeah, we lost the uh, technology. I have to admit, that that has genuinely given me a moment of just going, I don't know what the answer to that is. I want to ask somebody. I do. Yeah. I would well, like get to get an astronaut to, on the show. I would. I'll you Maybe take I'll, the get, interview. Uh, I'll get John Glenn or somebody. Right? <laughs> no, he's not around. Buzz, Buzz Aldrin. I'll get Buzz Aldrin on. The, is he still alive? He is, know. isn't he? I don't know. Who was it on the children's show? I think it was... Uh... Buzz Aldrin. He was the guy that when people would ask him like like pointed questions, he would like freak out and scream at him and stuff. Yeah. I think, I I think, I think he's, he's got a guilty conscience. I think he's still alive. Yeah. But anyway... Did you see uh, they had? Uh, we're almost at football season, aren't we? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Sunday. Sunday's the first game. Aaron Rodgers was interviewed by Joe Rogan recently. Yeah. And he talked about his experience when so-called government medical people were visiting the NFL teams and the kind of propaganda they were playing. And Rodgers kept asking questions about liability and injury, and it's like, you know, pushing back on the narrative that no one knew he didn't get the jab. Right? They they all tried to make him a villain for hiding it. It was like. They all knew he didn't get it, so mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. 
That was on Rogan recently. I just seen Rogan also just the other day did an interview with Alex Berenson, who's hmm. the uh, writer, or maybe he's like the former writer. I can't remember at the New York Times mm-hmm. uh, talking about COVID yeah. and stuff. And he, there was some controversy around him. He got, uh, I think, uh, censored. Heavily. The Rogan Show and, or Berenson? And he got he no he got uh, he got banned. I think he got banned on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Fought back and got reinstated on Twitter but he's been a writer for the New York Times we've covered his articles before but he was on with Rogan my son was telling me mm-hmm. and he said it was really good he's like you're going to want to grab some of this stuff for, for the show so I've got to check that out okay uh, let's see Nikki says she's going to put us both in a giant t-shirt until we can be nice to each other <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really big it would be like like two heads out of the neck hole right? yeah yeah. Steven asked, doesn't the new Green Deal policy require that rockets must run on batteries, no rocket fuel, so there'd be nothing to leak? Don't think you'd get very far. How is it that they can't figure out how to make a fuel line in a rocket after all these years? That you have they can't fuel make a fuel line, dude. How many times have you bought something and you brought it home, it was defective, or there's something wrong with it? You know, but you had humans... one, you're, you're, you're NASA, you had one job. Yeah, well, humans make mistakes, dude. Hmm. They do. And that's why they test and they, they, you know, they're very careful about it because the last thing you want to do is another uh, challenger incident, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't blame them. You know, all the, all the testing that goes on with cars and stuff before they, they put them out on, you know, on, on the line, before they sell them to people. I, mm-hmm. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Every <sighs> once in a while they screw up like they did with the Pinto, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember that? Explodes yeah. on, on Explodes impact. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever have a Pinto? Thank God, no. I did. Briefly. What were you? What were you? you was like you're like, yeah, oh, I want to get a before, Pinto. No, it was before the whole, you know, exploding. This was, you know, back in the eighties. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. I, but I drove a, a brown Pinto hatchback. Thank goodness you didn't get rear-ended. No, you're right. Kim Haas says she got a twelve-pound cantaloupe. Over twelve pounds, Kim. Way, way to go. Where's the picture of that? Uh, Send that picture in. We'll show it off. Love cool. seeing that. Yeah. All right. Let's see. So, what do we got tomorrow? What's going on the rest of the week? Uh, we got a full week of scheduled uh, guests, or are we wide open? I don't even know. Pretty much tomorrow, we have got Dr. Jeff Pilot, and I think uh, Ty Bollinger should be back tomorrow. Okay. Wednesday. On when? Oh, I'm sorry. Tomorrow's Tuesday. What huh? day is today? Oh, look. You know Rose Marshall is rescheduled tomorrow. She was the one that uh, we were supposed to have on last week, and she... Oh, her husband has been arrested and put in jail for... Correct. ...to have natural substances for COVID. Correct, yeah. correct. So she will be on in hour one, and Mike... Mike Zhao. And then well, I'm doing the Cardio Miracle webinar with John Hewlett tomorrow. Correct. So uh, an email did go out this morning okay. uh, with information on that. If you did not get that, check your inbox. Uh... If you're on Gmail, check your promotions folder, I think, is where mm-hmm. that stuff will go. Um, and if you did not get an email, I will send one more out tomorrow morning with the information yeah. on how to get uh, plugged into that with John Hewlett. Yay. I miss him. Oh, we I'm, have, I'm so glad we're going to have a reunion with John. He's so much fun. Uh, let's cool see. Guy. What do we got tonight? After the show, I've got to get it. I'm doing an interview with Dr. Michael from the Carfelt Center. It must be an online summit interview. Okay, so I'm being interviewed for a summit. We'll let you know about I'm not, that. I'm not. Yeah, I don't show that on my calendar. Okay, that's a you only thing. 
the meal. Usually I, I have you CC'd, so you know where I'm at at all times. Yeah. If I get lost. <laughs> so Wednesday, Jeff, Dr. Jeff Pilot and Ty Bollinger. On Thursday, uh, Jonathan Emord and Dana Stevens. And then on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, Juliana Grimes from Givaderm will be. Oh, on. right. The story about topical uh, advancements there. That's good. I think there's also, uh, before the show, uh, I'm going to be on. There's a Badnark, Michael Badnark tribute show, Conversations. Yeah. And so, I, th- I don't know, will that be live? That'll be a Zoom thing, I think. That's before the show. On If, if I find out the details of that, I'll, I'll share it with everybody as well. If it's live. I don't know if it's pre-recorded or live. Oh, man. Just th- keep thinking about all the friends that I've lost, that we've lost, many friends. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. Well, good show. Uh, ultimately, it was a good show, even though it was, it was some technical hiccups. Could you believe that uh, we had Doctor Vleet on in '03, long before there was a that, Yeah, that was that was actually really cool. Um, and your wife is like amazing when it comes to keeping track, like you said, keeping track of that stuff. So I think that was awesome. I mean, did she just like just go? I know that name, and she looked it up. She and, looked it up. And yeah, let you know. Yeah, and I'm going to ask, this is another, you know, like a recipe question. Thank you for the recipe for uh, cucumbers turned into pickles. But if anybody's really good with databases, we have the show database in a very unwieldy software program. And we're trying to find an easy one to use for a database to track it, convert it. And I think I can export it as a whatever they say. But if anybody is good at database stuff, I just want to make sure I can export it and open it up in a different software that's easy to use. Then we've got to update it. There's a lot we're going to have to update by hand. It's not something you can just convert over like into Excel or something? Well, maybe, but maybe you know how to do that, Super D. I don't know. Well, usually on those those database programs, there's a way that you can export the data in in like a comma-delimited format. Yeah. And you can import that into um, Excel and usually... It works. The problem is that there's a, a, a an entry in this other database where it's like in notes, and that will not transport translate no matter how much I try to export it, and that lists each appearance. So we can get everybody that has appeared, but we can't list everybody's appearance. That'll have to be entered manually after the fact. So if anybody's got an idea about that, I'm open to it. What is that? You're showing the Zoom. Uh, uh, I wanted AMA? to show you. Yeah, this is this is. So I went, I was in, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went into to our Patreon and organized everything so that I could show people what it is that they can see and what there is in Patreon. Should you decide you want to join, in mm-hmm. addition to being able to be a part of our AMAs that we do every month, um, there's some other bells and whistles here that I thought you might like to see. Cool. Now, this here, this is the uh, the AMA that we just did recently. Okay. Um, so we, we'll do the AMA. Usually lasts about two hours. We do these, you know, great giveaways. I mean, how, how much stuff do we give away? We give a bunch of what, a bunch of silver, hundreds, hundreds, and copper, yeah. and super mush, super mush, yeah, and a hat, and and uh, I mean, it's just yeah. So we do those once a month, and then those will get put up uh, on Patreon after the fact. So if you weren't able to make it, that you can go back and watch it and mm-hmm. see all the stuff that we talked about and stuff. Uh, some of the other things that you have access to, and it's really cool that when you log into Patreon, up here yeah. uh, at the top is uh, shortcuts. Oh, nice. And so what happens is uh, one of the first things here I'm going to click on 
is there's a vaccine seminar that you did with Jonathan or John Rappaport. Yes. Years ago. Right. Yeah. That is not available to the public anymore. And so there's, I think there's 10 episodes here and they're all uploaded here. You have the MP3 and you've also got the, uh, the notes that you can use to, to follow along with all the printed material mm-hmm. on each episode. And in each one of these, uh, you know, it just basically, it goes, it's like an A to Z history of vaccines and all the problems <laughs> that people run into with vaccines, right? So you've got that available to you. You can download those and keep those and, and do everything you want to do. There's 31 lost episodes as well mm-hmm. of the Robert Scott Bell Show. And what I did is I went way back into the archives that you can't get a hold of anymore. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's, you get Suzanne Summers, Dr. Nick Gonzalez. Look, I even th- cause since we Remember can't Michael get him on Bolden. the show, yeah, I the thought, lost hey, let's Michael get... Bolden, yes. Right, yeah. You got Liam Sheff, Dr. King, Tom Woods, Daryl Hannah, Jesse Ventura, Jenny McCarthy, Luke Montagnier, Ron Paul, Patty Finn, Andrew Wakefield, Mariel Hemingway. I mean, you know, all of these cool uh, interviews that you've done with people. Wow. That we can't, you, you can't find it. Jane Seymour, Dr. Uh, Mayor Eisenstein, uh, Eisenstein. Yeah. Andrew Wakefield, Wait. Tim Bullen, there's, there's, there's more. Wow. And so those are available on there. You won't find those anywhere else. Uh, then here's all of the, if you just click on this, this is going to give you all of the AMAs that we have done with the exception of two or three that yeah. we lost when we got deplatformed, um, that are not there, but the majority, vast majority of them are okay. all here and you can go back and watch all of these AMAs that we've done, all these live Q and A's that we've done nice. with Robert and with all of the, uh, Patreon members. Sweet. Uh, then we've got pre-records pre-recorded interviews that we've done with people that will give you kind of the behind the scenes thing and content that didn't make it on the air that was you know being talked about during the recording with Ann Archer. Uh, this is just you and me, behind the scenes. Here's Stephanie Lucrecio. Here's your friend RC. Did you get the uh, full interview? Because I, people said they could never find the full interview with the bonus stuff. Yeah, Rolf, I think Rolf that, Christian. well, I don't know. I'll have to check on that, whether that's the one or not. It should be. Okay. Uh, uh, there's there's a pre-recorded Dr. Brian Artis, Chris, Chris Axley, Bruce Lipton. Wow, look at that! There's there's yeah. so much cool stuff. Thank you for all you patrons to support us to do that. And by the way, the one with my buddy Rolf Christian goes into a lot of the stuff you never hear about with Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. And then I think this is makes it all worth it here. <laughs> this was the video where Robert and I we were. I think what we did is we agreed that if we got like a certain number of patrons that we would sing Copacabana. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you chick, you, you kind of you had to have your, had, had to have your I daughter mean, with I you. had a backup. My daughter Backup singer. <laughs> yeah. But yes, this in this video, Robert and I actually did sing uh, highly embarrassing Barry Manilow's Copacabana. That was embarrassing. Um, and we're going to be adding more to this. And that, that's my next goal is to figure out how to kind of sweeten the the deal a little bit here. Okay. Um, and start putting some fairly regular content there on Patreon in addition to the AMAs. So, and you can do this. It's super easy. You just go over to the website over on the right-hand side. There's a, a banner. It says Patreon. Click on that uh, for as little as $4.99 a month. You support the show. You get all of the content that I just showed you. And all of the new content that's coming up. Nice. So if you feel inclined to do so, 
please uh, join us, and we look forward to, to talking to you at the next AMA. Thank you for that tour. That was awesome. Check out the upcoming events tab for all the things that are happening, coming up soon, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow, I guess. So I had to take a break because I got to go 35 minutes from now. I got to be interviewed for a summit, apparently. So Okay. All right, so we did have one, of, one that in that question. Somebody was asking about the big band song. Ah, that's right. I don't know which one you're you wanting Dude, to listen if, to. If you if you play it, I'll give you the thumbs up if it's right. If not, then then turn it off and try another one until I give you the thumbs up. Is it something that I play regularly? Yeah, like it's now? one of the it's one of the regulars. All right, then it's gonna be it's gonna be Mickey Friendly. Yeah, number twelve. All right, let now, me I don't know this. what the real name of it is, but I'll look it up for okay. you. All right. Uh, but this is what I call it. This is Mickey Friendly Number Twelve. This would be like you know a uh, 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 box uh, symphony number seven. Right. In or, case you know, it's whatever. not right, get ready to pull it, and I'll and we're gonna find the right one. What? I'll pick it up. Yeah. Oh, you you want to make sure it's the right one? Yeah. Well, okay. Hold on. It might be. Yeah, that's the right one. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Later.